0: This is Appetite for Distortion. Try it again!
1: And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. My name is Brando. Episode 52. Although, after our conversation off the air, Mr. Squires, it should have been 53 and me. Or,
2: 53 and me
1: Well, we, hey. we, we were talking about 23 and me off the air And I always have to awkwardly and, and shittily segue into my guest for the day Or yeah. slash my uh, also my co-host So Whew. Mike Squires in studio, right in front of my face
2: Hey, thanks for having me It's a 20 minute cab ride for me It's uh, easy, easy peasy Your Uber driver finally showed up? Yeah, 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 yeah I had to go get myself some snacks I had to go get myself some um, dried mangoes Dried mangoes. It's the beef jerky of L.A. I heard. <laughs> I've never been there, so I have no yeah. idea. Um, I mean, it could be the beef jerky of your home. It could be, I guess. I mean, you just have to want it bad enough.
1: Now oh, this is getting uncomfortable
2: right away, and I like
1: it. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> uh, you know, I keep looking at your face, and I'm really disappointed that you don't have the mustache. You had a glorious you know,
0: mustache.
2: And uh, and uh, you know, maybe I'll bring it back. I'm you know I'm thinking about bringing the hair back. My wife harasses me about the hair, so I'm gonna grow the hair. And uh... what she wants you to have long hair. My wife wants me to have long hair, yeah. I mean, it's not short. No, but, you know, when we first met, I had hair.
1: Long, luxurious hair.
2: Yeah, luxurious, <laughs> um, you know, mysterious uh, Fabio-type hair.
1: I got it. Yeah, you're, you're a tattooed Fabio. Steve, I can see it.
2: Steve Steve Jones in his glory days hair.
1: Right on. I like it. Yeah. Well, uh, mustache or not, it's really cool for uh, you to come down. Thanks for uh, having to, me. For you to be here and be part of episode 52 of... The AFD show. Um, I don't know how that. Uh, I've done fifty-two episodes, m- hundreds of hours of talking about GNR and just talking to really cool people.
2: That's amazing.
1: Uh, so since you're in studio, you're going to be part of like this first segment that I do before we start talking to you and finding out more about what, you, know, you, what's going on, and of course Duff's loaded and uh, Brooklyn and uh, all that fun stuff.
2: Rad. Are you gonna you're gonna uh, rattle off some GNR news?
1: Yes, but before that, I guess want to... Can wanna... you
2: make some stuff up, and then I'll guess if it's true or false? Real <laughs> news or fake news?
1: Uh, Axel and Slash are getting married. True. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, because you said rad, by the way, which is our keyword. It's our peewee word. Uh-huh. Uh, first, what we had brain on. Uh-huh. It's rad. He said rad all the time <laughs> and you may be familiar with the first voice in this. That's pretty
0: radical. Radical radical
1: radical. So Duff, that was Duff and Raphael from the Ninja Turtle. So rad is it's, <laughs> it continues to be the theme of this uh, of this show. Uh, but so yeah, this is good this segment is called News. You like all that? Right,
2: I do like it.
1: <laughs> I have a mental illness, so I need sound bites to keep that at bay.
2: It's yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Give me uh, just give me a heads up next time so I don't get whiplash. <laughs> Sorry that scared the gravity. <laughs>
1: well, um, I am gonna play uh, a little soundbite here because this mm-hmm. is part of our Shotgun News. Uh, Stephen Adler he just did uh, a Facebook Live the other day, mm-hmm. and um, it was announced that uh, Adler's appetite is coming back. Uh-huh. And our uh, part of Shotgun News is always to thank our last guest, which was uh, Alex Grassi, and he was the one that announced the. Uh, the new uh, Adler's Appetite dates But he booked those shows He's not in the band anymore And he won't tell me who's in the band now I forgot He was going to tell me off the air Off the record and I forgot to ask them But apparently there's going to be some Revamped Adler's Appetite So I just want to play this clip From uh, from Stevens' uh, Facebook Live And I think it's also his manager talking But you'll know who's who
2: Thank you so much for everything I'll see you on Australia real soon Yo, He's got some crazy project coming out we're not saying who the singer
1: is. We're not saying anything till we hit the stage at the whiskey
0: on May 10th. You know? And then oh, yeah, see you're it.
2: definitely going to be surprised about the new singer. It's wonderful. You have, you're going to totally dig this guy. Uh, well, and you know him. You yeah, know him you know the well. guy. One of the greatest you know singers well. ever, this guy.
1: I, I'm intrigued.
2: I'll give you $100 out of my pocket if it's Brian Johnson. <laughs> Would that be something? I I have to say, wow. that the odds of that are pretty slim. Yeah, but that would be a little
1: island of a uh, misfit toys. Hey, you're not you're you know I'm obviously saying this in hyperbole. Oh, you're you're not good enough for ACDC anymore. You're not good enough for GNR anymore. Okay, we'll start our own band. Uh, that would be wow. Okay, I I doubt that too. But that would be really funny.
2: I thought that was a funny tie-in. Yeah, funny no, little tie-in. No,
1: I like that. I I do like that uh, because it has been out there. There will be new Axel DC. Um, so I, I don't know if that's going to happen first, because we have mentioned in, in previous episodes um, that Todd Kearns and uh, Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, they're, they're, they are going to do a new, a new record. Yes, um, Miles has put out a solo record, uh-huh. but I believe after GNR does some uh, dates in the summer, they're going to get back together and do some stuff. Oh, rad. So, yeah, that actually kind of leads into talking to you a little bit. Oh. So.
2: <laughs> what do you what, what do you want to talk about?
1: Well, uh, we're going to talk about, because people uh, were asking, well, the segue is, as far as uh, on when I interviewed Todd Kearns, ask him if there's going to be more Slash and Miles Kennedy and the Conspirator records. So when I said I was going to interview you, are there going to be more Duff Loaded records? So we'll we'll get to that uh, a little bit, I, you know, I guess a little teaser, because I want to know more about you. Mister. A- do you go by Squires, or do you go by Mike, do you MC- M- MS? What do you
2: go by? Uh, Squires is like the informal form of my name. Right. It's <laughs> That's fine. I mean, because yeah, you, you just I said, yeah, I, I like, like I like Squires. Okay, then yeah. I'll I'll do that. We know, we all know a lot of mics. This is true, but somehow, we some we know we pe- know a lot of mics.
1: I know, but some people prefer that. I guess because you just when I answer the phone, hey, it's Squires. I'm like, okay, yeah. I didn't know I was that formal to be like, hey, I didn't call you Michael. I didn't do that.
2: Some people do. Some people call me Michael. Mostly my sisters.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, I don't think I'm one of your sisters. No. All right. So Squires, it is. But I'll maybe you're
2: my half brother.
1: Yes, we have to figure that out because um, you did Twenty Three and Me, and you are learning more about yourself, things that you didn't know. So, like, what? Where? <laughs> what are you? First of all, where did you? Where did you grow up? And what did you think you were? Oh. And then, like, let's let's go. What, what you think you were? Uh, so, you, you, where did you grow up? By the way, so because
2: uh, I know uh, I, I, have I, was, to, I have to say focus. I was born in Concord, California. Okay. Uh, my family is from Long Island. My father's family, my mother's family is from California. Wait, where in Long
1: Island? Levittown, I think? Really? Yeah. That's was my uh, first White Castle experience. I'm from Long Island. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Baldwin,
2: which isn't too far from Levittown. So I, I have family here. Oh, okay. Apparently. So about uh, about like 15, 20 years ago... Uh, when my grandmother was still alive she told me once in sort of like a a fit well do, do 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 your older brother and i was like whoa back it up grandma let's talk about this older brother stuff and she's like oh yeah
1: why cuz you were an olding
2: child or you thought you were an only child? I uh, yeah, 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 I thought I was my father's only child. So apparently oh. I have this older half brother, right? Oh wow. That uh was conceived uh out of wedlock uh and uh which is all that's all fine and good with me, except that the gal that my dad was uh partnered up with right there, she she was married. Oh. So I don't know if this kid or this guy now, I mean, he's a, if he's around and alive, he's a full-grown man. He's older than me. I don't know if he grew up thinking that someone else was his father. So I never hired a PI to go. Because you can ruin his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> as much as I would love to meet this person, I don't need to meet him bad enough to ruin his crushes his reality. Yeah, I'm not trying to crush his reality, but then this 23andMe stuff came along. Okay,
1: and I and this figure... is the Jenny Jones portion of the AFT show, by the way. Yeah, hello. <laughs>
2: um, so I figure if this guy si- like slim chance, of course. Yeah, maybe Brian Johnson's my half brother. You never know. Hey, um, just to tie it back in. Um, <laughs> so if this guy signs up for 23andMe for what whatever reason he's opening himself up to it mm-hmm. which is interesting and yeah, counting uh on that.
1: And, see i have three younger brothers so maybe if i had like another brother somewhere i'm like oh i already have you know i'm good yeah but if you grew up as an only child i don't know you could you could uh, we'll have missed missed out on playing catch and
2: talk. well i have two older sisters they threw uh plenty of uh plenty of um insults my way <laughs> okay <laughs> Not really. I love my sisters. Right but on. Having older siblings, you know.
1: Okay. You know so, so you're the, well, I don't because I'm the oldest.
2: You're the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, it, yeah. All
1: okay. right. So pretty I'm, interesting. So don't take any anger out towards your sisters at me <laughs> at being the, the oldest. <laughs> I'm
2: going to trash this place. <laughs> so you grew up in California, right? Mm. And so when did you? Uh, I moved to rural Washington. Okay. When I was in grade school still. So I consider myself to be from Granite Falls, Washington. Okay. All Still right. to this day.
1: So what kind of kid were you? Were you uh a what nerd? You were you, you know, a jock? You know, cuz you're, you know, you're a pretty big big, big dude.
2: Um, I mean like, what I, were you, you I know? played some sports. I was never I never like uh, excelled at sports really. I could I could do them. I was better than some kids and definitely not as good as other kids. Um and it just wasn't it wasn't really my thing. I never got so excited about it. I never collected sports cards or sure. for, or or followed the stats okay. and you know I, I didn't do that stuff. I was always into music, okay. I had a notebook when I was in grade before I even moved to Washington when I was in you know second third grade. I had a notebook, mm-hmm. one of those spiral bound notebooks that was full of a c d c lyrics. Nice. So ACDC probably, you know, probably my all-time favorite band. Okay. Yeah. So. Do you remember the first time you heard them? Like, like, did your parents get you into music? I had they're... a, I had an uncle that was ten years older than me, and he was. Oh, that's pretty close. He was a, into cool rock music. That's kind of like a brother in a way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He, he introduced me to a lot of cool music and bought me my first guitar. Okay. So. Because he played drums and we would we would go out into we had we lived we lived in a trailer and then we had another little trailer behind the trailer that we would go play in. Okay, this is rural living. You understand?
1: We got to thank yeah. uh, uh, Uncle Squires <laughs> then. Okay, so um, I'm picturing you like Sean Hunter in Boy Meets World in the trailers right now.
2: I don't I don't know what that. That is. references
1: is you're too much, you're older than me. I
2: don't know what is that. Boy Meets World? You remember that show? I don't know.
1: I'll edit this, uh, this, uh, this out. No, I won't. I'll leave it in there to make it awkward. There'll be some people who get my reference. Every time someone lives in Topanga Canyon, I get excited because there's a character named Topanga. Oh. But all this is lost <laughs> on you. So it's all pointless.
2: Yeah. So Granite Falls. Okay. Yeah. I had a... Um, I don't remember the first time, but I do still have a photo, an actual photograph, developed photograph that I took of Plato... Action figures that I made of a cdc when I was a little kid
1: <laughs> you made little play-dohs
2: of them little play-doh action figures Yeah,
1: I like that. That's cool. I mean you made the guitar or, like how did you? Uh, they um... can't look good. They, I'm sorry. They can't look good if you're making like play-doh people
2: when oh I, see... I mean you can tell they're people you can okay. I mean they have guitars. There's a drum set Okay, I oh. made a backdrop out of a piece of wood and used okay. color, uh, You know markers okay it's on my, I mean, I'm sure it's on my Facebook and stuff like that. You can look at it. All right. I'm, yeah.
1: just, I'm just being a, because I'm trying to think of like when I used to do, maybe I'm, I was just a dumb kid. All oh, like the only thing I could make with Play Doh were just, you know, balls and cigars.
2: Balls and cigars. <laughs> balls and, cigars. <laughs> and, and then you put those ball. things together. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. It was just a, a ball and dick. So <laughs> <laughs> what does that say about me? I guess. Uh, all right. But yeah, you, I mean, to give you a point of reference, right next to the action figures are my choose your own adventure book. So I must okay. have been in third grade okay so yeah um and i think that same year my school picture i'm in an aerosmith tour shirt nice so i've always i've always loved the rock music
1: okay yeah because around the third grade uh you know i I collected cards as you mentioned you know isn't the sports but i still liked rock you know uh i think uh, i'm slightly younger than you you know green day i was obsessed with michael jackson as a kid which sounds weird but you think you understand it uh, but I did, wasn't into music until later on in life, so it's just cool to, to find out that you were into it at the beginning. Did you know when you bought your first uh, when your uncle got you your first guitar was this, was it like a hobby or did you when you saw Brian Johnson or you, when you saw Angus Young I guess oh hey that's who I want to be when I grow up.
2: Uh yeah yeah you knew right yeah away? for sure I mean I used to tell my mom when I grow up I'm gonna be a doctor. And a and a rocker. But and uh sorry mom, I let you down. <laughs> not too late to get a um,
1: in a PhD or MD in something.
2: Yeah, just I just don't
1: care. Yeah. I, do. <laughs> I was just trying to about that. That's just... the
2: thing about rock.
1: Yeah. Wait, well, there are people that went back. I mean Duff went back and he got his degree.
2: He's not a doctor. Oh that's a lot that's a lot of studying. It's still do it's still getting his
1: education, so there's the tie in there.
2: What what do they say you, How many hours do you have to put into something before you become an expert?
1: Uh I don't know. I feel like I've heard that phrase, but I don't remember the actual yeah, number of Yeah, there's like hours. a whole
2: book. Uh you know, let's just say it's five thousand hours. Let's just let's sure. just say that. Sure, it sounds good. You will probably get some hate mail for this. But let's say five thousand hours to become an expert. Okay. What What do you suppose? What are you an expert on? Surely you've put 5,000 hours into something other than going number two and watching baseball.
1: I agree. Now, the word expert is, I mean, unless you're the, uh, you know, RIP Stephen Hawking, I mean, the word expert is kind of lost its meaning or genius or, you know, original or game changer or all these things have just like, it's enough already, you know? Uh, So I do agree with that, but you could still become a more learned and well-rounded, not that you're not a uh, person, but so I, I do, it, it is cool like how Duff went back or um, uh, Dexter from The Offspring, he went back. Oh, cool. He, I think he got. he's like a marine biologist or something. <laughs> like That's like something like Yeah, something like ridiculous. I think even Rivers Cuomo at one point did the same thing.
2: Right. So Oh, after the second album, right?
1: I believe so, yeah. The best to, album. Hmm. I want to get, I would love to talk to Rivers. They're, they're, he's a big uh, GNR fan. Duff...
2: I talked to Duff the other day. He played with the... Um, AWOL Nation? Yeah. And he said that Rivers was going to play. Did, oh, do you know? I
1: don't uh, know.
2: I probably should know. I don't but pay enough attention to stuff. I do. I
1: mean, I should pay more because I have a, you know, quote show. But <laughs> I don't know. I've smoked a lot of weed in my life, and I think everything, like <laughs> oh, my brain cells are just dead. Hugs, not drugs, kids. I'm currently sober completely. Uh, so, But I mean, I think the uh, most recent Weezer album, and their 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 single was a tribute to Paradise City.
0: Like, really? It,
1: yeah, like even like dressing up. And it wasn't like a mocking, you know, it was just like a tribute, and it was just really cool. Uh, huh. So, I don't know. And Rivers seems like a funny dude. I would love to talk to him. Anyway, I'm yeah. not, oh, that's another time I'm talking to you. I'm talking to Squires. Um, you know what? Chicken butt. What? Wh-
2: you know why? <laughs> chicken pie. Cow pie. Cow pie? Chicken pie?
1: Cow pie? Uh, Ch-
2: chicken pot pie? <laughs> I think I was...
1: Caught off guard that you actually got it. Yeah. What I the, the third speaking of third grade third grade jokes.
2: What else is going on with the news? Is that it?
1: What with GNR? News? We
2: didn't even speculate any any more into who could be the singer.
1: <sighs> I mean, I, I I don't know. I really don't know. I to, to even speculate. Um, I I couldn't even. I'm like, like who would he get? That everyone, a name that everybody knows. That is going to tur- tour the world with Adler's Appetite.
2: Everybody is... That's a big claim.
1: It is a big thing. But I'm just like, who doesn't have a gig that would do that?
2: Is it you? That's why I'm on the show here. <laughs> here to make the big, big papa announcement. <laughs> you don't want to hear me sing. No, I know. I, you certainly don't mm, want to hear me sing up high like that. No.
1: No. no. So I, I, I really wish I... I don't know. I might have given like a... A hint or something, if uh, Alex Krasny talked uh, told me off the air, I'd like a respect. I would have been like, "Hey, maybe it's in in this ballpark," but mm-hmm. uh, uh, I can't even like Jizzy Pearl. I mean, like who who's out there that would, would would? I really don't know.
2: Do you have an opinion? Do I have an opinion? So it's on who it may it's, be. It's Adler's appetite. It's not Adler. It's supposed to be
1: completely revamped. That's what Alex said. Because Alex Dip. used to be in the band, yeah. and it's supposed to be like a new band, like a new thing. And mm-hmm. he's like, it may not even be Adler's Appetite. So he did say that. Huh. But it's. I think in the meantime, because people know who Adler's Appetite was, yeah. that's what it's being billed as. in Because the, the, uh, our friends on London Hudson and Nico Garris from uh, Classless Act, you know, Slashers on London, uh, they're one of the openers uh, for that. And it's being billed as Adler's Appetite at the whiskey, so I don't know. I I'm in the dark. I'm I'm definitely uh, not an insider, as some people may think that I am. Yeah. So that was my long-winded way of saying I have no fucking idea. Me too. <laughs> glad, Me too. I'm glad we can establish these hard-hitting uh, news, these breaking news.
2: <laughs> no, the G- breaking news. Yeah. We don't know anything.
1: No, the GNR news segment is just like if anything. Uh,
2: what know, else? What else? Is there anything other juicy stuff? juicy stuff? Well, yeah, come on. I, well,
1: you said to me in an email. You're like, "Hey, you you like to talk shit." <laughs> and I'm like, I hope he really doesn't think that because I don't, I don't want to be like the website or podcast that talks oh, quote unquote shit.
2: Talking shit doesn't doesn't necessarily mean talking trash to me. Just talking, just talking a bunch of shit.
1: Okay, yeah, no, yeah. that's what I did. That's why I was like, I don't know him yet. And I'm not gonna be uh, right Ta- back to you.
2: Well, not shit like that, are you, sir? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. None think, of that is allowed. I think talking shit is one thing. Talking shit about people is another thing. Talking shit about people, not cool unless. They really have it coming, that's what I think,
1: oh yeah, I mean that's that has happened on the show if some
2: it, people have it coming,
1: oh absolutely you know? no, no. no no, they do um, I mean, there are some you know people if they pick up my you know podcast and my article and if they don't you know link, they just kind of just quote this uh, the interview I did with no credit that pisses me off that I'll call sure. them out, you know things of, of that nature. I think there was uh one listener that I did uh call out because he didn't like my my sound effects
0: oh axel
1: that's from uh friday the 13th part (laughs) 4 i was just watching it and there's a character named axel
0: axel you are the super bowl of self-abuse
1: so i got mad wait a minute
2: do you do you use the one from do you use any axel foley reference like any sound bites
1: i put it i don't have it in my soundboard but i did put it in the last episode (laughs) episode episode with uh was it with uh, Alex? It might have been, but I know I have made an Axel Foley reference on this show with the, with the clip.
2: There's the Absolutely. one where he's in the art gallery and he's like Axel and he's...
0: A- yes A- ach- Achmel. Achmel? <laughs> Achmel yeah. <I'll>, uh, <laughs> Mr. Ahmed Foley is here to oh, see Axel Foley. Axel. Achmel Achwell Axel.
1: Ha- that's <laughs> the clip that I played. Uh, Bronson Pinchot yeah, that's from uh, from Perfect Strangers. Belky. So good. Do you know that reference? Yeah. Okay. At least yeah. we got something going. Woo! <laughs> so, because uh, we're on iTunes and all five star reviews, but this guy gave me a uh, one star review because of the sound bites. I'm like, what the fuck, man!
2: So you can't say five star, all five star reviews. You have one.
1: No, answer. no, he changed it because uh, th- I, I wasn't trying to like Jew guilt him, and I say that if you don't know, I am a Jew, so I can say <laughs> Jew guilt and not have it be anti-Semitic. Then again, people get offended by anything these days. Uh, no, because he's like, I like your podcast, but all these sound bites and all that. I'm like, I try to. I don't know. I get bored if it's just a sometimes a conversation or sometimes the sound bites add to it. Or yes, sometimes it is a chemical imbalance, and I do do it overkill. <laughs> fine. Uh, so I, I had just mentioned, you know, if you don't like it, that's fine. If you don't like things that I do, that's fine. But why give it uh, one star? Because that's only going to prevent people from finding us and getting more uh, interviews and bigger people, which is only going to benefit the listeners. Sure. So he actually ended up fixing it. And putting us uh, five stars. <laughs> so I didn't expect to, I just didn't really didn't expect it's that. It's a very
2: diplomatic approach.
1: I I try to be diplomatic. I really do, because I have anger problems. That's why I, I identify with Axel. I have fucking anger problems. That's why I'm I actually weaned myself off Cymb- on Cymbalta. Now I'm back on Cymbalta, because I found myself getting angry again. I'm very open about mental health, too.
2: Is that, is that a psychedelic drug? I don't know what that no,
1: is. No, that's an antidepressant. Oh, I see. Uh, antidepressant, anti-anxiety. yeah.
2: Uh, you Serious know, I'm of the opinion that um, what other people think about me, not my business.
1: Because you probably come from, well, this guy and it goes into the 23andMe thing. Everything is going to tie in Italian together. Because you said that you are part Jewish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you, or you yeah, think yeah. that
2: you are? Well, the thing came back and said uh, you're, you know, almost 11% Jewish.
1: But like where, because Jewish is a religion, technically, yeah. Sure. Because I mean, yes, I use it. I mean, yeah, I was bar mitzvah and all that crap. All uh, oh, that crap. I'm <laughs> the worst Jew ever. But it's, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's become uh, a culture, you know. Right. I, I Like Seinfeld or Kirby Enthusiasm. Like it's just it's that kind of a culture. So like where, you know, for me, mainly Polish. I'm mainly Polish. Right. Uh. So did it? What did it say? You know, you said Jewish. Let's just
2: look. Well, no, let's see. And you have to send your spit. Is that how twenty three me works? Yeah, yeah. You spit in this thing, right? And then you send it in. And Can you then... buy dinner first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, let me see.
1: Because the point being, it's just the way I've been raised, and I love right. you know uh, you know my my mom and my dad who has since passed. You know they raised me great, but it's just they have the neuroses, the stereotypical Jew, and just, (laughs) some stereotypes are are true, and again, my chemical imbalance feeds into it, so, it's been years of therapy for me, for me not to be like, to care what everyone else thinks, I'm pretty good now, Uh, um, some of it, yes, some of it I do for uh, comedic effect, but, it's always going to be, an ongoing uh, battle, so that's why I do talk about, uh, you know, mental health, but I wouldn't be able to do this show, if I was actually, um, you know, in a bad place, but, like I said, so I, I don't what
2: other people I, think of me.
1: Not my business. So that's great. I wish I had that mindset. I really do.
2: Look at this. Here, I'll just I'll just give it to you. Look at that.
1: Okay, so you are seventy-two percent, seventy-two point six, Northwestern Europe. So where's the? Oh, I can't even read what this says. Ash, oh my God, Ash Ken I'm really bad at this. Ash Ken Ozzy. I guess so. A S H. K-E-N, uh, well, actually, <laughs> hold on. I, I missed the, the obvious thing because the
2: last four
1: letters <laughs> are Nazi. Right. So it kind of says you're Nazi Jewish. So it's Ashken Nazi Jewish.
2: I don't think that's how you say it, though. I'm
1: saying it like that because that's how it makes me feel right, right now. So Ashkenazi Jewish. <laughs> if someone wants to you know, send me the actual pronunciation of that, I don't know what that means. I don't know, too. I actually cannot. Actually, well, you're. Well, you have some Nazi and some Jewish in you, as far as what I can uh, tell. <laughs> I don't think so.
0: I
2: don't
1: think so. Hey, no, I'm the uh, I'm the bald one here. So. <laughs> so. So no, that's that that's uh that is very interesting.
2: That's super, yeah, super weird. Okay,
1: so maybe we're related somehow. Not you and Brian Johnson, but you and I maybe go way back. My
2: family's from Long Island, apparently. I know. So there you go. We all know each other. Check it out. I had a. I had a great grandmother with a last name, Bosher.
1: Bosher, okay, no
2: Bosher in my family. And then my grandmother's side was Ferossi. Ferossi. Oh, I
1: thought you were about to say Finkelstein. I was about to flip out because that's like my grandmother's maiden name. I was like, oh my God, are we really, are we going to find it? Maybe I was like, You're, maybe I'm your half brother. I'm going to family reunion. <laughs> I thought, like, like there really is a split second. I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking weird. Uh, well, no, that, that's, that's, yeah, so that's cool that you're like that. So it, it seems like, to go back to when you were a
2: kid. That I'm like what?
1: A confident person.
2: <laughs> a confident person like
1: that. A Nazi. No, a confident person. So growing up in third grade, like now we're, we're kind of going back there. I yeah. know, we, I know we, we skip around, but we do try to find uh, that linear path of uh I chucked some
2: coffee before, so I'm along for the jagged storyline.
1: <laughs> it's all good. And thank you for offering, by the way, but I had my Red Bull. I don't know what it is. And th- by the way, he's drinking water. If you can hear the sound effects.
2: This episode brought to you by water.
1: If anyone wants to sponsor whatever that water is, <laughs> w- welcome. Uh, so you were didn't or you were at the time a non-Jewish kid growing up in in Washington. You know, rock and roll, AC/DC. You seem to be a confident kid.
2: No, I was a real quiet. Like, okay. I was a pretty quiet kid. I was so I was uh, social. I moved a lot when I was young, you know. Okay. I think I went to uh, twelve different grade schools.
1: Oh my god!
2: My my mom was. I don't think she was a very reliable employee, so she not great at being able to keep a gig, and so we moved around a lot. Um, and then finally landed up in Washington for you know most of. Uh, middle school and uh, the end of grade school on, uh, with the ex- exception of being in California for one year when I sort of like really embraced metal at a golden era of thrash metal. It's like 84 okay. in the East Bay. So pretty, ca- well, I say East Bay, I was in Concord.
1: Mall came out in 83.
2: Dude, I I mean, at that time... Uh, Ride the Lightning was the newest Metallica album. And, you know, it was that. It was Hello 8's. It was, you know, uh, what else were the big ones? Fistful of Metal. Okay. You know? So you became more of a, I mean,
1: ACDC, I mean, at some point in time, they may have been considered metal. I mean, I consider them hard rock, classic rock, whatever. But did you find yourself going more towards the metal route at that point? For sure. Yeah, yeah. For
2: sure. Okay. Um... I uh, what else R- Metallica because
1: 83 I-, I was born so I mean I I do know about like dinosaurs and the Civil War and things before then
2: <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> uh, yeah okay so uh, the coffee is really kicking in now <laughs> I, I don't even remember what we're talking about
1: when what made you gravitate towards the metal
2: the metal well it was just that's what was happening you know I um, I showed up down there
1: was it the music too? Was it the look? Because we were talking about long hair too. Yeah,
2: I mean, I grew my hair out when I was a kid, and I've had long hair a couple times as an adult. Um, but this, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not dyeing my hair black or. Don't, yeah, please don't. I'm not. You know, I don't wear eyeliner. Um, yeah, I don't wear eyeliner. I don't yeah. have. A vest with a th- you know a thing on. Yeah, yeah no. I don't have a uniform really. I kind of look like a just a dude.
1: You look like a you look like a a dude who's a du- doing the dude. You look like a a more in shape rock and roll. Uh, John, um, I'm gonna say John Connor, uh, Dan Connor from uh, Roseanne. So obviously,
2: I don't know who Dan Connor is. John Goodman. Oh.
1: Uh, uh, again, more lean, but it's... <laughs> Just barely. <laughs> no, no, you're you're, you're good, uh, because you have a nice full head of hair. You're wearing the flannel. I'm glad I didn't wear my flannel today, because I'm always the same way. And that would have been weird. Uh... And I don't know. You're you're all tattooed up. I mean, you again. You have a nice hair. You don't. You're not. It's like you're not doing the eyeliner. Not trying to fight aging. This you're is still, not gonna, young.
2: This is not going to translate to the to the radio okay. to the podcast. But I'm going to let you get close to my forehead for a moment. Okay. Let's not make this too awkward. Okay. But the running joke at my house is I do not have a receding hairline. No. I have a proceeding hairline. <sighs> do you see these hairs that are like? Yeah. What the fuck is that?
1: You should sell those to people.
2: Do you think? How much do you think I can get for them? I'm unemployed right now. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do you think I could sell them on eBay?
1: You know what? There may be a point in time where you can do that. Because <laughs> I know, I mean, in seriousness, I know that we have there's lots of love. You know, people have done a lot. of it. You grow your hair you and cut it off. And actually, I'm going to admit something now. All right. So, and it kind of ties into uh, Axel a little bit. So I'm taking off my hat right now, yeah. and I'm completely bald. Right. Yeah. So I could shave my head the other day. Uh, I fought for years because I had long hair. Also, my my running joke was um, I'm Axel Rosenberg, and this is before I knew there was a guy named <laughs> On Metal Sucks named Axel Rosenberg. It was me. Just it was a Jew joke to me. Yeah, you know I had never heard it before. But linear thinking, whatever, That's another thing. Uh, and me being handicapped, uh, I mean, I wish I didn't, you know, include in the body of my email. Uh, you know, I walk with the not cane. important. I, I know, but at the time I thought it was important. You know, early twenties because I started losing my hair in my early twenties. So, uh, and I didn't have a cane at the time, but I also have, I do have leg braces. Uh-huh. I could walk without them. But when you're in your early 20s, uh, you know, it's also high school and college. It's, and as we acknowledge, you know, I'm I'm Jew. So, I mean, the self-loathing is already there. <laughs> so, I started losing my hair and I started like getting really, really depressed about it. And I didn't have a beard at the time because I kept thinking people are going to think I'm sick because there were people, there were people go up to me and thinking like there was something wrong with me. Right. So, and I have no proof, and this is like this the GNR tie-in, but this is what I believe uh, that Axel did something, and I do not fault him. But obviously, if you see the scar in the back of my head, I had I had hair transplant, and it just I fought the good fight for a long time. Uh, did you really? Yeah, I, had, I actually had two hair transplants. I've never admitted that like, you were, out loud. You were you were
2: really going for it.
1: I was, because I was really, really depressed about losing my hair. And again, because I'm at the, my v- view of myself yeah. was I'm withering away, you know, again, with not Ugh. to get that was, I'm not like that now. That's why yeah. I shave my head. I don't give a shit anymore. Oh, my,
2: I'm so glad we're digging in deep right now. Listen, so, let's talk about this.
1: So, whenever would people would make fun of Axel, and that happened with, um, was it Jesse from the? Uh, I almost said the pigeons of shit metal, which is what Axel called them, the Eagles of death metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they were kicked off tour with Axel, uh, Jesse said Axel's completely bald on top. You know, he just puts on something. And I, again, I have zero proof, but I'm obsessed with looking at celebrities and people like who are, like are losing their hair, and that's what I did for the longest time. You know, like uh, you know, obviously Nicolas Cage and um, like Jeremy Piven, or you know, there's, I I know like, every. A, a actor who's done something, I can tell. I can absolutely tell because I'm bes- I'm obsessed right. with it. So Axel, am- this I know is amazing. I know
2: I love the you, I love what we're doing
1: right you, now. This is what the show. This is talking shit, you know. So with Axel, I've really kept my eye. I'm like, okay, why would a grown man do the braids, you know? And I did whatever I could to also to hide it, you know, as well. If you see those commercials for Topic, the shit that you like, the salt and pepper thing that you do in your hair. I don't know. Oh, I mean, they are commercials for that i did that for a while so you never know if someone's doing something like that in addition to and you know will really he take off his hat this again this is meaningless this is all meaningless stuff and nobody cares no. but unless you're in unless like again if you're a blabbermouth commentator or in 2018 if you're if you don't look like how you did in your 20s you're made fun of you know you're ugly or aging or whatever <laughs> oh it's 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 disgusting the way people are uh and, I mean, even, like, I notice, and I don't care, but, like, when I've seen Slash with his top hat off, he has, like, receding. I mean, again, who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, yeah
2: guess what? Dude's almost 60. I know. You know? I know. Yeah, that's I, what happens. to it's. And guess what? Everyone that's talking shit, that, that shit's going to happen to you, too. I know, well... Unless I, you die young.
1: Or, I mean, there are some very lucky people, like, look at Steven Tyler and, and Joe Perry. I mean, I believe that they... It looks like they're real hair, but uh Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley? No way. Right. No way. And I believe now because when I finally like you know what I guess I can't keep doing this. It's affecting my right. relationships with women, like it's just, it's doing all this stuff. So I shaved it and I already had a beard. Fucking it's the best thing I ever did in my life.
2: So best. why is it so tell me about the process because <laughs> that's a, a fairly substantial scar and that's fucking crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, tell
1: me. This is what you could do if you want to. So, and I went to, and if they, hey, if you want to sponsor my show, Bosley, and fix this, <laughs> do it. Uh, they will take a strip of the back of your head, right? And they're not really, like, cutting into your, like, head, but they're taking, like, a strip of your skin that has the hair off it. Uh-huh. Because they're not, because they're keeping the root of the hair. Yeah. And they're just chopping it up. And then they'll, they'll poke, like, a bunch of holes in the top of your head. And they kind of just plant it in there like a seed. Yeah, and it's a, and it,
2: and it works.
1: I mean, my I mean, it looks like I have right like a good uh, hairline, correct? Yeah. So I think it did work to a, a respect, but it was still really thin, and I just didn't want to. I'm like, I don't want right. to look like a person with thin hair or constantly hide it. So I mean, shaving it was even with the scar. I mean, girls love it. So it's like I like I wasted so many years of uh, insecurity on this. If my hair started to fall out. I would shave my head. I
2: just don't care enough,
1: which is great. And but again, for me, in my view, and I we talked about depression, and that's why I got into GNR right. and all that stuff. Uh, and that's why, again, why I identify with Axel. I'm like, oh my god, he's so angry. I'm like, what is he doing with his hair? You know, all these things. And again, I have zero proof. Even if someone like with my eye, and I look at celebrities who are losing their hair, and I can tell. Uh, you know, some. But I guess I can't tell with him. You know, here's the amazing
2: if, if, thing. <laughs> The, my my wife should be here because my wife is a is in the fashion industry. Okay, and we'll be watching a movie, or we'll see someone on the street, and she will say the same thing you say, like, mm-hmm. "I can't believe that wig," or "I can't believe the this or that." And ninety nine out of a hundred times, I will be completely fooled. Uh, I just don't care about that stuff, which is it says
1: a lot about you. You're a good person. Ooh. For me, I was just like I was so again just more judgmental of myself, and uh, so it's, but now as I love how we're talking about hair. So if you want, <laughs> if you want a scar in the back of your head, which you can still cover up because the sc- like I you couldn't see the scars because when I shaved my head, everyone's like, oh, you shaved your head. I thought people were gonna say, oh, it's about time. Right. No one said that. So I was like, uh, I guess I, I hit it really well. Other than, you know, I'm the one getting in the shower and I see it. So I, I still don't know how Donald Trump gets up every day with that fucking thing. <laughs> you know, and oh, by the way, the people who's like, oh, stick the guns and roses. And, you know, whenever you mention Trump, look at Axel's Twitter feed. I mean, it's all yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. related. <laughs> or, I mean, I wish I had the I confidence of I Adele mean, you... James. Adele James used to have a, a glorious <sighs> hair and he shaved his head and he's fine. I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it.
2: Do you think Trump... Has fake hair, or he's just balding, and he's got an, an amazing comb over. It's a combination I of all. Of it. Can't tell.
1: It's a combination of all. Really? Of it. Uh, there was a recent video that it was maybe like a few weeks ago. He's going up on Air Force One, and it's this giant gust of wind. I saw that. Yeah, and it was like a squirrel's nest that came like to the side. So I, th- what I think he's doing is he's doing a comb over, uh, and what, kind of like what I did as well. And you really uh, spray a lot of you know hairspray to keep it in place. And he may use some of that topic stuff or some like makeup to kind of hide the scalp. So I think he does all of that. I don't know. I don't think he has a piece. I think he's hiding everything really well with the comb overs and the hairspray and and topical whatever else he's using.
2: See this shit. Think about it. I fucking hate it. Why doesn't he just settle out of court with (laughs) (laughs) with this hairline Uh. and call it good?
1: I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And this is just now, it's just funny that I we got into this because I really have always been obsessed with, also with Axel's hair. Yeah. When I had hair. And that's why I grew along. I always had like the, the typical, you know, uh, since you don't get the reference, but the, uh, that I made before, the writer the strong Sean Hunter, the typical 90s haircut where it's just parted in the middle. And yeah. it's kind of like, so I had that. But then when I got really into Guns N' Roses, I'm like, I looked at Axel. I'm like, I want to be him. I want to look like him. Right. You know? And, uh, You know, I screw my hair down to my shoulders and just when I started losing it, you know, I guess I I couldn't handle it. And just watching like Axel, and again, when he came back with the braids and again, how some people mimic the people that they look up to. Um, So I wouldn't bother. Now I look at uh, David Lee Roth, you know, he, he did it. Yeah. He, he has a piece now, but he has shown his shaped head. He has done it.
2: Let me tell you a quick story. Please, it's your show. I mean, I was way too much about <laughs> me admitting this. So, Wait, um, when I had long hair, when my hair was at its longest with the with loaded, uh, I can't believe we are fucking talking about hair this much.
1: I know all of our listeners would be like, "Let's talk about loaded." They're like hey, man,
2: we we will get there. But well, I mean, that guy was a worthless guest. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Here's what happened. Uh, I would just wear my hair tied back in like a samurai. This is pre top knot, pre man bun. Yeah.
1: When I had a long hair, I did the samurai thing too.
2: 2009. I would tie my hair back and wear it in like a ponytail? Ponytail or? at the back of my head, not at the bot. like, not like a 1968 mm-hmm. style, you know. And um, I would only ever, you know, I. I, I pride myself in bathing at least, uh, you know, maybe once a day. Okay. But not big on washing my hair. I wash my hair once every couple of weeks whether I need really? it or not. Okay. Okay? And uh, whether I need it or not. And so I only would, you know, take the rubber band out of my hair when I would play on oh, stage. Okay. So what happened was we were playing somewhere in the U.K., and um, I'm on stage and I'm we're playing. We're in like the second or third song. And I realized, and I, something felt weird. Something felt un, like off to me. And it was the second or third song. I realized, oh, my fucking hair is tied up. So I had to, you know, it's, it just was such an awkward situation for me in particular um, to walk back to my amp. Mm-hmm. Take the fucking rubber band out of my hair. Shake my hair out like some Fabio moment. <laughs> and the, I was just humiliated. Why? That seems like a normal thing. So like, why? Because it just came I off just, like- It just felt like like an act of vanity. It, like <sighs> I was shaking my hair like, ah. Oh, uh, you know, like <laughs> when, like I'm Christy Brinkley in uh, uh, Vacation or something. Sure, sure. You know? okay. And so the next day I shaved my head.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Just
2: because you wanted to be so unbane. And, well, I was just, just like, well, that was, st- I just felt stupid. Hmm. I was like, well, that was stupid. Hmm. And that, that's what the vanity of hair will do for you. Yeah. So, no, no, it is, it the is the next re- day yeah, mm-hmm. we were in Nottingham and I walked down, I found the first place and I was like, shave it all off. And the guy was like, nah, man. And i was like what are you
0: like <laughs> no like
2: yeah he wasn't going to do it
1: cuz your hair was too beautiful.
2: He was like no you no you are too beautiful. <laughs> too sexy. Uh, no, he just he he was like are you sure like you, it just seems like it took a long time. I was like don't care. <laughs> You're a barber, right? Yeah. Cut my hair please. I'll pay you money. Right on. That's a that's that's how this works.
1: You know it's funny cuz uh I mean, hair really is a big thing in the rock world. It really is, especially with a lot of the bands from the 80s uh, and even 90s still trying to hold on to it, and and the people, some of the bands doing the circuit now, that it's just like, that looked cool when you were 20, but you're like 60, and it's just like, I don't know, man. You should really just look like a normal 60-year-old guy playing the song, and I would like it. You don't need to look like, and I don't want to like, right. you know?
2: The second best hair story that I have. Yeah, the second best hair story. It's the second best hair story I that I have. I love this. Well, uh, so I when I left Granite Falls, I joined the Marine Corps. Oh, okay. And um it uh
1: And you uh, spelled it right unlike Trump. <laughs> C O
2: R E, right? That was my favorite. This wow. Was wow, so, good. Okay. so, uh I joined the Marine Corps and uh Thank you for I your got, service. Well, thank you. Um uh when I got to Seattle in 1993, I showed up. I had like a... now
1: that was through the Marine Corps? You went to Seattle?
2: No, no, no. no where no. Am, I, I, what am, I,
1: am I missing?
2: Well, I, I grew up in Grand Falls. Yes. I joined the Marine Corps uh, straight out of high school. And then when I got out of the Marine Corps, I moved to Seattle. Okay. And uh, Why Seattle? Starbucks? Well, that was the closest town to where I grew up. And, you know, I probably would have moved there straight out of high school. But again, I wasn't... Um, I wasn't a very confident kid. And the Marine Corps has a real way of um, fixing that for you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never been, but I know
1: that's – I mean, I have friends and – There's I – mean,
2: yeah. They They have a real way of um, transforming you. So uh, I got – I showed up to Seattle. I had a – like a <laughs> – I had a Jackson guitar at the time, which was very not cool to have. Okay. Okay. Um, in Seattle in particular, you know, you probably get, still get away with that shit in LA at that time. Okay. But, uh, in Seattle, no, you know, I showed up with a Jackson guitar and a, like a crate amp that had built in chorus and just what I really wanted to do was I really wanted to be in, uh, you know, helmet Okay. or some. you know, I wish I, you know, I, I was into that kind of like helmet or prong or, okay. uh, Jesus I like Jesus lizard. Okay. And I would I would uh I would answer these ads in the local newspaper. And I would show up, I'd load him into my shitty car and drive there and there were a couple times I'd knock on the door and then they would open the door and they'd see me there with my no hair, you know, and my shitty guitar. <laughs> And they'd just be like, "No," and just close the door. Jeez, <laughs> judging you. It was it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. You, I mean, you were
1: able to take it. You weren't like, "What the fuck?" You know, like what the, Like I, I can't even audition for you. It's based on my appearance.
2: Oh, you know what? Are you gonna do? You know.
1: I mean, if you were me, I would have complained to my therapist about it. <laughs> you know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'm trying to figure out. Like. <laughs> I mean. With. Did it make you want to start your, your own band or you were just looking to join someone else's? Uh
2: yeah, I didn't really have a plan, man. I just uh I got to see I showed up to Seattle and I was I knew what I wanted to do. Oddly enough, I was like, if I don't make it by the time I'm twenty six, mm-hmm. I'm gonna that I'll just I'll be too old and I'll just give it up and go back to school. Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous, first of all. That's a But in my mind, that's in my young, uh, naive mind, that's what I believed.
1: I set the age of 28 to be full time in radio. So I told myself that as well. So, I mean, I kind of understand.
2: So uh, I, let's see, I met some guys that had like a, like a, kind of a hippie jam band it was a pretty kind of a jam band but not in the way that you think it was more like uh rain sticks and and, and mystical uh yeah it was okay. a jam band <laughs> it was a funny jam band okay um super nice dudes still friends to this day um and uh they needed a bass player i met him at a coffee shop they needed a bass player um and I said, oh, I, I play bass, which is a total lie. <laughs> which is, this is how you get what you want. Fake it until you make it? Or lie. Or lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. or lie. That's it's, that's a nice way of nice saying wave, yeah. lie. Fake sure. it till you make it. Sure. Um, so I said, uh, yeah, I, I play bass. Uh, can I try out? My buddy Doug said, yeah, sure, man. So I called my brother-in-law. My, and I said, hey, hey, can I borrow your bass? <laughs> And can you show me how to play it? Because <laughs> I, you know, I I didn't I didn't play the bass, but I played with that band for a couple years, and it ended up being probably the best thing I ever did for my guitar playing. Mm. Um, as far as like learning how to play with drummers and sure it makes you more well more well well
1: rounded musician.
2: It was also the first band I ever played in, so I okay. don't know if it meant I don't know if if it did a lot for my guitar playing. To be a bass player in a band and be and and be a part of an anchored rhythm section, or just the experience of being in a band was good for my guitar. True, playing. true, yeah. Then I played in a, a couple bands that didn't play any gigs or played very few gigs, and then I switched back over to guitar almost permanently. Okay, uh, yeah.
1: So what would you say? I guess it was loaded. Be your first big break. I mean, how many years between? That band with your buddy Duck, which is a great name, uh, duck. and Duck. You said Duck, right? Doug. Oh, Doug. D- <laughs> Doug is still a good name, anyway. <laughs> so, now, now you can call him Duck. Oh, uh,
2: that was like '93. So then, because
1: uh... there's a lot of years in between, then yeah,
2: a lot. And of I years. know,
1: I mean, I know this isn't your, like the show. This is your Dude, life, but yeah. I, I want to no, get. You yeah, know. so
2: I did quit playing music, and I went back to school, and I lasted three weeks. Mm. And uh, I quit, and at that point I was like, nope, this is all I want to do is play music. So then um, I joined a band, and we made a couple records. We didn't tour, but we did pretty well in Seattle. I met some people, played good gigs. I ended up joining that Harvey Danger band. Yeah, flagpole sit-up. We played out on Long Island at the Paramount. That's 15 minutes from my apartment. Yeah. Um, if you want to stalk me, I don't know. that was that was a that was a fun gig too. That was a fun tour, and those guys are great guys. Those guys are friends to this day. Cool. Um. And uh, Jeff Rouse, who's also unloaded. Yeah. Uh, and I were in Alien Crime Syndicate. Okay. After that, and then just I don't know. I, Jeff Redding, the old drummer in. Uh, loaded and I were acquaintances mm-hmm. and I ran into him a couple times and he said uh, hey I'm making a record with Duff McKagan and I was pretty impressed because Guns is one of my all time favorite bands mm-hmm. Appetite you know changed changed my life changed the way I looked at, at guitar especially at that time Sure, at that time no one was was doing anything like that. No, even the people who were doing like rootsy kind of stuff, it was always. It just didn't have that, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: that's why I'm doing a podcast about them, <laughs> dude. You know, there are other bands. I mean, you know, I just throwing out a name. I love Skid Row, but I mean, it's just I couldn't do a podcast about them. Right. So yeah, I yeah I, I get that
2: substantially huge impact you know sure. that band and and not not for all the obvious reasons but on my life too you know okay um and had you
1: i mean crossed paths with any of the members beforehand or, i mean did you or, no, or was, I it, or was met, this just completely ad- i had
2: met duff before because we have mutual friends that's okay that's what i'm asking okay um and then he was making a record with martin fevier who i'd made a couple records with okay um and apparently You know, they had—it was the Dark Days record. Okay. And um, Duff had had a few people play on the record and play in the band and hadn't had much luck. And I had sort of—I called Martin up because I had mentioned it to Jeff Redding. I was like, hey, what about me? And I think he thought that I was just messing with him (laughs) or that I was just trying to, like, steal one of his girlfriends or something. And um, he he kind of blew me off, but then I just called Martin, mm-hmm. and I think maybe the two of them talked, and then and Martin said, "Yeah, why don't you come in and and play on something?" Duff wasn't there, thank God, because I probably would have been too nervous to oh. to pull it off at that point. Okay, man, um, I recorded on I don't know maybe King of Downtown song on there. I was on a couple songs on that record.
1: And do you remember what you played at the audition uh when you just were laying down tracks so what you would hear like what you played
2: I hadn't heard the song okay I hadn't heard any of the music okay I, walk, I brought my guitar with me
1: oh so it wasn't just like hey let's jam on this it was just no, like, no
2: no no okay. no I went to the studio to play a song to to put a guitar part on a song got it okay yeah I went into the studio with Martin it was just me and Martin and so that was very comfortable um
1: Oh, that's cool. It wasn't even like an audition then. It
2: was just like, hey, hey, please do this. Duff heard it, and then my phone rang, and uh, this voice says, hey, it's Duff McKagan. Hmm. And, you know, it was one of those moments where you're like, yeah, Yeah.
1: right. Yeah, okay.
2: Uh, And he said, hey, I like what you put on those tunes. Would you be interested in coming and playing, like jamming? I said sure. Uh, so I learned one thing. I I learned early on was if you want a gig, uh, come prepared. Sure. If they say learn these three songs, learn those three songs, and anything else you can get your hands on, because if you listen, kids, <laughs> this is how you do it. Um, <laughs> if uh, if someone says here's you know if the, if if they have a catalog of music even if it's just one record and they say these are the three songs we're auditioning people with if you really want if you don't want the gig don't bother wasting their time but if you really want the gig learn those three songs and then do everything in your power to learn the entire record hmm. do learn all of it because if it goes well enough and you get on well enough which is also super important they're going to say well, shit, that was great. Uh, do you know anything else? And at that point, you can say, "Yeah, I know all your songs, because hmm. I want, because I'm in this band now."
1: You want to hit the ground running, but it's funny because I mentioned uh, we mentioned Brain before and yeah. his uh, introduction into GNR and he was brought in by Tommy Stinson. He's like, ah, "I know Sweet on the Mind, I know all these things," and he just wasn't performing well. <laughs> And I think Stinson gave him a. I'm trying to, read, you know, uh, paraphrase his story. He just gave him a look like, dude, you got to fucking get your shit together. He's like, I'm gonna learn these songs two days. It's just going to be me. So he had the opposite. But I agree with you. Uh, you're because fa- you want to be prepared. You want to hit the ground running, especially, you know, if you're meeting. If this is like you said, Duff, and this is someone you looked up to, and yeah. you're like you know, uh, <clears throat> you're you're trying to make it as uh, as a musician, and you need your first big break, and. Clearly, that's a that's a break right there.
2: Well, dude, three months later, me and Jeff Rouse were in, and Jeff Redding and and Duff were in Tokyo, yeah. playing at NK Hall. Yeah. It was that was crazy. You know, there's a, you know, the big curtain opens up and it and you look out from the stage and it looks like the gatefold cover on the inside of Kiss Alive. Oh, okay, know? okay. It's cra- that was my first time playing in an arena. I'd played bigger shows than that, but that was my first time playing a full rad awesome arena
1: have you ever been out of the country uh touring
2: wise before then i had
1: yeah okay um but that's still right that's rad. but that
2: i mean that tour i met dave kushner and joey castillo and kushner's uh, former guest yeah good man uh awesome dude <laughs> you could say
1: rad against me. yeah it's funny when he um when we did the show, I was just so excited to save it and get it up. I watched well, get the, the podcast up, and it sounded like I had an, yeah, an ED you problem. You deleted it. I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did. I, I, I almost
1: cried. Uh, but I messaged him and like so apologizing for wasting his time and all I mean, I've told this story to listeners before, but we always get new listeners. Um, but he's like, Now do like what are you doing tomorrow? And like we redid the ep- I mean we didn't like refake the conversation, but I and I said what happened. Like yeah. as you can tell I'm way too honest. I'm like, I fucked up. Here's Dave coming back again. He's looking. a nice guy. Yeah, so uh you know, we'd love to talk to him again. But yeah, no, that was that was cool. So I mean so you're meeting more and more people and networking, so
2: that's that's great yeah yeah so uh where does that leave us
1: well um actually let's get into some uh some questions for you fine let's do that fine fine <laughs> fine uh this one actually i'm gonna play a sound clip for this one too because i was gonna use it because i've interviewed fans in addition to uh, cool-ass musicians like you uh i've interviewed a fan from
2: Ireland. oh you confused me with someone else
1: <laughs> the entire time Squires is just like You're so Like ridiculously humble Like I, I understand That you're not Jimmy Page I get it But you're still What are you trying to say? You're not old? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good save That was a good save uh, But I've interviewed One was from Ireland Because it had it Ties into GNR And somebody was from uh, Croatia mm-hmm. So I mean It's just different and So um, I will in, do another Fan spotlight next But I, I can also tie that. It's my fucking show uh, So fan question segment It'll be Fan <laughs> I'm really stupid I'm really stupid um, Alright so first one We're gonna go to uh, The UK This is from uh, Ray uh, He says honestly Talking about you Honestly one of my Favorite guitar players Ever uh, On the planet I would love to know Why um, Okay this is actually uh, Interesting okay uh, I would love to know Why Glasgow was chosen For the loaded live DVD That came with the Sick record I was there And still one of my Favorite All time favorite shows That I've ever been to Love you Mike
2: Wow First of all, Ray, that's amazing and what a nice thing to say. That's um I just can't even imagine being in a li- so, in even in a top 1 in someone's top 100 list of guitar players. Um, I like you. And so that is flattering and humbling and really nice of you to say. Um let me know if you want me to Venmo you that $5 or PayPal <laughs> Nice. Um, I think there were a few reasons that Glasgow became that place. Um, some of them were logistic, but mostly, like, Glasgow is a cool rock and roll town. Sure. And we had been through once before with the band. I had been through as a tech once before, and it's just a rowdy rock and roll town.
1: You have a lot of listeners in that area, which is cool. It's it's a
2: really, really cool place. The garage.
0: Mm.
1: So actually, this will lead to, speaking of cool places, this is from uh, Francisco from Chile, actually. Mm. Goes, hey, what's the best audience in South America? Do you remember Chile? Do you you still have the T-shirt I gave you?
2: Do I? St-
1: ha, ha, excellent guitar player and a better human being. So, oh. I, don't, so I don't know if you remember Francisco's t shirt.
2: I guess I need to get back to practicing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Santiago is one of my favorite places that I've ever been. It's, it's an amazing place. And one, like um, me and Jeff Rouse, we all rented motorcycles when, a couple days, but. Jeff and I took off and did uh, a whole day where we rode out to the coast and then went up the. Co- we went through like four ecosystems, essentially. <laughs> it was amazing, and mm-hmm. what a what a beautiful uh, country! What a beautiful place! Um, Chile is amazing. Um, Francisco, shit, man, <laughs> uh, what? I don't know what T-shirt it is. Um, was it a shirt? Was it a soccer jersey with my name on it? Hmm. Um.
1: I guess he'll respond and let us know, and I'll let you know.
2: Yeah. Thanks for the question. I love. I yeah. I, I love it there. I think it's amazing. What is the best uh, audience in South America? I don't know, man. It's all so good.
1: I look at—we've talked about this with several people. I look at places like South America and compare them just to American audiences, and it's just it's just different. They just have more passion there and more respect and love for rock and roll and metal. You know, it's—I don't know what's wrong with the States. It's just—I don't— it's,
2: Rock and metal is—it's uh, big down there. It's yeah. It's awesome. It's great. And I, I want to go
1: to a show down there just to be in that environment. It's cool. It's just—every show, the Rock and Rios, I mean, I know a different area, but, I mean, it just looks like a different— Yeah. Experience that something I've never you know, been a part of. And you being on stage for that, I mean, I can't even imagine. Uh, so this one is not as um, g- a glamorous a place as uh, Chile. This is coming from Connecticut, no offense. Uh, so this is from Jeff uh, from Connecticut. Here's a question. I was at the Loaded Show at Mulcahy's. I don't know if he means Mulcahy's Long Island. Maybe he did. The- I
2: bet he did. Yeah, because
1: that's near me. Yeah. Maybe he made the trip. Uh, the Loaded Show at Mulcahy's that Bumblefoot came out and played at. This was before Duff had joined GNR on stage again, mm-hmm. and at the time, it seemed like a such a odd happenstance. Nice mm-hmm. use, of, use of the word. How did that come about?
2: Good vocabulary, bub. <laughs> um, uh, how did that come about? He had played uh, with us a night or two before at the, what the hell is that called, the Gramercy Theater? Sure. Yeah, right in yeah. our city. Um, so I guess how did that connection make? Because I, I
1: didn't even know that that Bumblefoot played with you guys and you know I know I don't he's no,
2: I mean when we were on the East Coast, Tommy was out for a show at one point too. Um and you know, Duff got on stage with guns in in London, I wanna say, played guitar on Maybe You Could Be Mine and a couple yeah. other songs. Mm-hmm. Um That's the cool thing about Duff is Through that whole period, you know, if I if I asked him, and typically I don't ask him, you know, if he's if he's excited about something, he's gonna tell me, okay, because we're friends. But if he's not talking about it, I'm not gonna bother him about it. But
1: what do you like? What do you like? If he was gonna rejoin the band, or or yeah, like
2: hey, what's going on? Are you guys gonna reunite? Okay, you know, it's like. the cool thing about Dev is like I don't I don't know, you know, With, all, all along, even back in in two thousand in nineteen ninety nine two thousand when I joined the band, mm-hmm. even way back then he'd be like I don't know I mean anything is possible we're all you know it's a we're lucky we're all still alive, you know.
1: What were you thinking? Uh, I mean that's cool that you have that boundary you know, to not even ask because some people just wouldn't care. But in your head, were you thinking, hey this this band is you know. Bigger than life, and it would be great to see this band I grew up with get back together again. But now it's also it would come at the cost, p- perhaps, of your job. If you were, oh, really.
2: you know, uh, I mean, I, I I hate to put it that way, but I mean, it's well, that's true. A, it's it's almost it's almost like the the competitive nature of of bands, yeah. Where I'm, where like maybe you have a band and your best friend has a band, and maybe your best friend, maybe your best friend's band gets an awesome tour. Are you – How? ask yourself as a human, are you super stoked for your friend or are you jealous and bitter that you didn't get that gig? Uh You should be happy for anyone, whether you like them or not, if they are getting to do the thing that they've poured their life into, the thing that they're passionate about, um, and the thing that brings them joy. Because uh, if you're doing what you love to do, then – you're probably going to be a happier person. If you're a happy person, the world will be that much less of a stinky pile of shit.
1: You know, you're right, and I I like your answer. and It doesn't sound like it's a stock answer. It sounds like genuine. It goes along with your personality. Our entire conversation, where you're happy for somebody else, and but it's just something that again, it's it's an it would be a normal thought to have, regardless. You know, if but the, yeah, yeah, I'm but stoked. It, but it,
2: it, I mean, I'll be stoked when and if we ever get to do another thing. But for now, I'm stoked that Duff is doing what he's doing because he's having a great time.
1: Right on. That actually leads to uh, another question. This is from uh, Johan from Sweden. See, we're all over the, the map here. He says, uh, do you think there'll be, uh, does he think that there will be more loaded music in the future? I love all three loaded albums. Flatline is a kick-ass song. Kick-ass in all caps.
2: All caps. Yeah. Um thank you Johan. Um I don't know. I'm I'm fairly certain that there will be more loaded music when and if that happens. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. That was kind of uh, like
1: Todd Kearns' answer.
2: To quote yeah. Duff, we're all still alive mm-hmm. and we all I mean there hasn't been uh there probably hasn't been a week that's gone by in the last 10 years that I haven't talked to Duff.
1: That's cool. That's friends right there.
2: So, you know, I don't know. You never know. I mean, I, I that's... Like, we're in uh, talk uh, while we sit on the toilet uh, friendship phase.
1: Snapchatting each other's poops?
2: No, not like that. All right. You wow. know, like, uh, but, you know, I, I can... <laughs> not that I do that. I'll answer the phone. If I'm playing Scrabble on the toilet, <laughs> any calls, I'll answer. Okay. <laughs> you know. If uh, that, I wouldn't do that for everyone. Because if someone hears a flush in the background, okay. they might, you know. <laughs> but once you have enough submarine experience with someone,
1: I like that. I like the way you put that. Okay.
2: Um. Then it's uh. You you know you can do you know each other in a, at a different level of intimacy.
1: Sure. No, I like that answer. And I look at it. See, I have more of an opinion or a thought process on this as opposed to like who could be the Adler's Appetite lead singer. Where, when we interviewed Todd Kearns, and I don't think he knew at the time that they were gonna make a new record, but uh, that's what Miles had said. And then I think after GNR gets off, uh, but just the fact that it's out there, we're all live, we're all still talk all the time, and it seems to be the same thing with you. So, and then Axel may be doing the ACDC thing for a bit. So it's just interesting, all these bands still may be in existence and GNR, which right. I think is just amazing for the fans, because you guys loaded have just a crazy fan base. And I, it's, you're seeing it just with these emails all across the uh, – well, Facebook and Twitter and emails all across the world. And same thing with Slash and Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. And people could be angry like, oh, you know, I wish it was Guns N' Roses again. But I don't – I mean, I don't know. Uh, I When I asked Todd that, he never got that impression. You know, uh, where's the other band? I mean, I, I don't yeah. – did you ever get any of that? You know, what, well, you know where's Axel? or is,
2: like any – You know, the interesting thing is like um – we didn't play very many gun songs, you know.
1: Yeah, cause I. Why? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Like, how many did you play? I
2: don't recall. Well, we did. It's so easy.
1: Yeah, I think that was.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so fine. Sure. Uh, occasionally, and then we would do the, you know, like the segment that has, you know, deaf singing in the guns show, like uh, attitude. We would do. Sure. New Rose, right on. Um, technically not gun songs. Sure, so. but I. Uh, but oh, yeah. on our last tour, the Misfits and the Damned. We did listen, a couple yeah. things. You know, we did we did do a thing um, where we did um, we did Paradise City and one other song. Uh, maybe out to get. Uh, <laughs> you know, I should know that. I should be a better fan. You should well. You should
1: know what you played, but again, you you you've, you've played a million gigs. I mean, I don't expect we, that.
2: So we did a show with Queensrÿch. It was that there was there was a police officer. There was a couple of police officers that were shot and killed in Tacoma, Washington. We did a benefit show, and Queensrÿch and us okay. played. And uh, we thought, hey, wouldn't it be awesome if we did a couple songs with Jeff Tate because he can sing high. Sure. Um, and it was uh, I think it was better in theory than in practice. Hmm. Um, Queensryche, I think, you know, it's great. Minecrime and 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 stuff before that, great. But I don't think Jeff had ever heard Guns N' Roses. It was amazing. <laughs> like, was he just not like insane? It, it was really weird. It was it was it was a very strange experience. Is there? Is there a recording of that at all? Is there like because I know we've pro- You'll probably find it on YouTube. All yeah, right. for sure. All right, I'll have to look that and up. And then what did we? Do? We did um, crazy. You were crazy. Yeah, we did, and I think I think that's what we did on our last tour. And we'd always have a guest singer. Okay. Uh, all right, that's cool. And yeah, it was cool. It was fun.
1: Um, this one, I guess, you can tie into both Eloda J- and GNR since we're trying to talk about songs that you may or may not remember. This is from Jan from Germany. Uh, mm-hmm. He would like to know your favorite Loaded and GNR songs.
2: Do you have a favorite? Mm. Do I have a favorite Loaded song? I mean... It's
1: like picking your children? Is it like that? I don't know if you have kids, but... I
2: think Sick is a really good... I like that song. I, th- I think uh, Sick is the first song that we wrote as a band like really collaboratively. Mhm. Um and so it it's sort of the benchmark of who we are, I think. I don't know if everyone else agrees with me, but there there's never been a gig where we'd even cons- have considered cutting that song since before VR. Okay. If that gives a point of reference. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, it does. Um and guns? Man. Uh I don't just pretty much first uh, like a, a first place tie for the entire Appetite album. Okay. I mean my Michelle's right up there for me. All right, I'll it's, take that. Like it's dark, it's got this thing, it it also like has a lift in the middle of it, the solo is rad.
1: Um. There's no wrong answer, so yeah. Uh, I uh,
2: uh. Yeah, I think that's it. I think those are my answers. Okay. they're acceptable.
1: Uh, Full stop. <laughs> this uh, this question um, might be from a friend, uh, and maybe we, this is from Ken from Massachusetts. Ken from Massachusetts. He, Ken, yeah, okay. He said, "Ask him about his Bob Seger cover band in high school. The name of it still makes me laugh." Well, Ken.
2: Ken, Ken is a friend. Okay. Um, and Ken, you know, Ken used to work for. I brought you a gift. You did. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Ken used to work.
1: Your jacket. <laughs> oh,
2: he's Ken up. used to work at the VA in Seattle. Okay. And so that's how that's how I met him. And uh,
1: So reaching into his pocket, his
2: jacket pocket. So to answer Ken's question. Uh, so, Ken, uh, let me tell you who Ken is. Okay. Ken used to work at the VA, and I want to say he works in public radio now. Okay. But um, we did a Veterans Day halftime show for the Seahawks, and oh. then we went to the VA hospital and spent a day there talking with folks and getting a tour. and. Cool. It, yeah, it was cool. Um. To answer Ken's question, okay, uh, my I I love Bob Seger. I mean, I do. I saw Bob Seger when I was a kid with my mom. I really want to see him. It's his last tour. I heard he's going to play the Garden.
1: Wow, that's going to sell out. You know that? Yeah,
2: every. I mean, if you can play the Garden, you're going to sell out the Garden, surely, right? You
1: got the hookup, though, right?
2: Uh, you gave me like this knowing look, like I know, so, like I know Jimmy Garden or something.
1: <laughs> Jimmy Garden,
2: <laughs> yeah. You and James Dolan are BFs. Sorry, it's no, it's uh, Vinny Garden. <laughs> <Vinnie>. <laughs> Everyone in my neighborhood's named Vinny. Vinny. Um. Uh. So I had a Bob Seeger cover band called the Silver Bullshit Band, <laughs> okay. and it was um, okay. Who was in the Silver Bullshit Band? Andrew McCaig and. Jason Finn from the uh, presidents of the United States it, of America. Really? Yeah. And um, <laughs> that's you went <laughs> and, to high school with him?
0: No, oh, we, it were, said, we were. It
2: says it was a high school. It co- wasn't a high school band. My oh well oh oh you know what? My, it says a Bob
1: Seger cover band in high school.
2: He I think he confused my high school band was called the Finkelstein shit band.
1: Wait, so I mentioned before Finkelstein. Like, why Finkelstein?
2: Well, that, that's a quote from uh, Cheech and Chong.
1: Oh, I haven't seen uh, Up and Smoker. You get a
2: job by sundown, or I'm shipping you off to military school like that goddamn Finkelstein shit kid.
1: <laughs> you're handing me two... Uh, two picks. Two picks, and one is Guns N' Roses. That is Duff's. Wow, thank you. And you're giving me your your pick, loaded. Wow, thank you so much.
2: I thought that I... So we had... Thank you so much for The this. reason I... I I thought of those picks at that moment was because um, for the for the Seahawks show we had some special Seahawks pick made, you know we're, right we're, on. And uh, but that's it, that's not what I had in my pocket at all.
1: No, no, this is. I mean, you gave me Duff's pick and your pick. I mean, this is. I mean, I don't play guitar, but this is going in my uh, my baseball co- card collection. You know, where everything is safe
2: and <laughs> all that fun stuff. When I was in junior high school, I uh, I caught a Gene Simmons pick. Okay. At, um, did, he, did he charge you? <laughs> do you know?
1: Speaking of, if you want to make this point, you know, I know it's not uh, Guns and Roses. News. Gene Simmons is now the like the CEO or spokesman of this Canadian uh, legal cannabis company, and he doesn't do drugs at all, and has given shit to people who do uh, drugs. Right. So uh, it's clearly just about the money. So I, I don't know. So that's Gene Simmons. Uh, Sorry, I yeah, just made me think about that. So that's a news thing that he's now a uh, spokesperson for, uh, you know, medical marijuana, which I support, you know, can help a lot of people in pain, uh, you know, rheumatoid arthritis and all that. It doesn't have to be like yeah. cheese and stuff. But this is somebody like with uh, Prince. said some really bad stuff about Prince after he died. Really? Yeah. Well. We'll see. I mean, I'm Here's, supposed-
2: here's how I feel about all that. I know that he can't be a completely terrible person.
1: I don't think he is, because I, I will talk—Brett um, Fitz is going to be a future guest, and I know he he's right now on tour with Gene, and— Really? Uh, yeah, th- yeah. Doing Gene, what? Being He's in Gene's band. Gene has a solo band? He's been on—doing, like, gigs. I think he's doing, like, a gig with, like, Vinnie Vincent. They're doing some gigs, too. What? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Gene is, like, making amends, you know, with certain people, so— See?
2: So, that, I mean— I mean, that's not good to Rose's news,
1: but that's still news, but— Right. He says that and I look I at it think
2: like- some people, we all need money to a certain degree to get through life. Some of us love it a little more than others. And, you know, I try to not fault people for that because um, I don't know what motivates them. I know, you know-
1: Right. I, I do understand and I do admit when I'm like, I don't know the whole story, yeah. but I can't help. You no, know, this is my initial reaction to it and- once we have a, a, a conversation, I can have a healthy, be like, you know what? I don't know his, I don't know him. I never met him. I don't know his real reasons. I only know his public persona. You know, I said the same thing about Axel. Everyone yeah. thought Axel was a dick and I was defending. So, I mean, yes. But I, this is, it's fucking weird.
2: Here's story time. Yes. Oh, so, uh, we, were, we were managed, loaded, when I say we, loaded, was managed by Doc McGee's office by uh, Snake. Oh, Snake Sabo. Snake was our uh, manager. So, yeah, talk to him.
1: I've had two back and forth emails with him, and he's like, "Yes, I want to be in the show." Sweet man. And now he said, "I've heard nothing but wonderful things about him." And I, know, I love it. I know email is crazy, and I know his schedule is crazy. But if you can just nudge him, like, "Hey, you know what? That the guy Brando, you were talking, emailing back. You All said, right. You said you would be. He said yes. I could show you the emails. Said yes twice. But I we have. Yeah, I haven't heard back.
2: Sorry. Let's talk shit about him and then send him a link to this. I don't want to talk no, shit about. Yeah, no, I'm joking. No. so uh, I'm just eager. I want to talk. When to when uh, when Kiss was touring through a few years ago, I got I got the full meal deal to go see the show. Got the pass, you know. Got the watch the acoustic show before the rock show backstage and get your picture taken with them and all that stuff. Okay, so that was awesome because as a kid love kiss still love kiss but yeah. as a kid that was a real easy and obvious so probably that was my first rock band connection kiss before AC/DC sure cuz there was a whole theatrical draw in kids sure. and they had the yeah. fucking kiss army and there were there was just stuff you could get right. stuff,
1: and I don't have that emotional attachment because I'm I'm uh, younger. Yeah. So I mean, I grew uh, up. Yeah,
2: I could never afford any of the stuff. I made my own Kiss Army shit out of uh, that's real popsicle and sticks and I'd <laughs> draw on them and stuff. You know. Okay. Uh, you know, we played with dirt where I where I'm from. Hmm. Um, that was our toy. Um. <laughs> the good old days, man. <laughs> so. Uh <laughs> I take my friend who's a podcaster, I take my friend John Roderick with, I have the Gene book. This is the tie-in. Duff gave me Gene's book for my birthday years ago. Okay. And um, I knew that Paul had a book, so on the way to the show, I stopped and bought it. They play an acoustic show, and I brought both, you know, so I brought both the books to get signed. So that's cool. I have those books signed. Um, that stokes me out. My inner child is super geeked by that. We show up, watch the acoustic show, and it's awesome. Now, you might be, or anyone else that's listening might be saying, well, yeah, no shit. Kiss is pretty good. They've been doing it a long time. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't know. You know, I, I, when I listen to old Kiss records, they don't sound very good. Sorry. It's just not very fucking good. Like the quality or just the playing itself? (sighs) Kind of both. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't love it. I love it. No,
1: of course. I mean, I understand what you're saying. But- For me, like the first uh, few Green Day records,
2: you know, they- It's it's a different category of good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, they play and it's- it's awesome. <laughs> so they, they come through, you know, we're in like a corral, and they come around the corral so that they can regulate their own speed at which they spend time with someone. They don't have to push someone along in a line, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Paul comes by first, and I he says, Hey, how's it going? And I said, uh, That was awesome. And he said— <laughs> Well, you sound surprised. <laughs> and I said, uh, well, I, I, I kind of was. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, well, we've been doing it for a while, you know. You kind of sound like, you know, you're doing a good impression. And then, and that was cool. Yeah. I've, and, and I felt a little silly, like, oh, right. They've been doing this since almost as long as I've been alive. Sure. Uh, they should be good. I don't know why I was surprised by how good it was, but I was. Hmm. And then, and so I have Paul's book under Gene's book, and I hand Gene, I'm holding the book like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I said to Gene, hey, Gene, uh, my name's Mike Squires. And um, this book was actually a gift from our mutual friend, Duff McKagan. He gave this to me for my birthday, and he just said, uh, <laughs> well, better than nothing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't even know like what to make of that. What does that even mean?
0: It
1: was ew, I and Cause, uh, cause, because you didn't buy it, maybe was it said uh, that you didn't spend money on it. Or I mean, I don't think that was a shot of Duff at all.
2: No, better. Maybe it was better than not getting a gift at all. Yeah, right. And uh, oh, I, maybe yeah. I just sat there like that's a so funny. Wow, that. The, what, uh, what an awkward interaction. And then <laughs> and then I think it registered in his mind like, oh, I know Duff. <laughs> you know, and um, then he went to sign the book underneath and realized that it was Paul's book. Okay. And he, and he kind of shot me this look like.
0: <laughs>
2: and and uh, I mean, the, and he yeah. said and he looks at it and he kind of gives me one of the, the eyebrow look. The gene look. Um, and then uh, he said, and this was the thing that this was the thing that stuck with me that that bothered me. But then again. Like I said, I, I try to not judge anyone because I don't know what led them to the moment that we are interacting.
1: Yes, I understand. And so, oh, and yes.
2: G, so Gene looks at the book and he looks at me and he said, you know, uh, somewhere between these two books is the truth of the story. Sure. He said, but those other guys, <laughs> 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 they have these books. They're full of garbage. And um, I don't know if that was Gene or Trump right there. And I couldn't believe that he, you know, I'm no, I'm nobody,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and but he took that moment to clarify, to, to dismantle those guys to me, and it's mm. like, oh, man, you know, you don't have to waste your time doing that, buddy.
1: No, I understand that too. You know,
2: you don't have to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. See, I mean, I hear these kind of stories, and I just don't think it makes anyone a bad person. I just think it's weird. Or it's just like it's, but, not, not appropriate but, or time and place. You know, there's, there's a lot of.
2: But again, I don't know. Variables. I don't know what kind of dynamic existed between. Like absolutely. maybe those maybe those guys said terrible stuff
1: to about him. his mom or yeah you, yeah you, who knows. You're absolutely. We don't right. know. Yeah, no. With me and to bring it to a you know again to a serious point where we were before, you know, because dealing with depression and and I knowing for yeah, me there's so many variables in life. That you just never know, yeah. But it's just, damn it! I wish he's like when he has he has such a platform, you know. When you say things that maybe off color, right? About mental health, it's like, come on,
2: man, you, use your platform better. But you said that he's doing some shows with Vinny Vincent. That's amazing.
1: That is amazing. I, I know.
2: saw an interview with Vinny recently. He's
1: such changed. I don't. I don't know. There's no. Confirmation. There's no
2: official word out there on Vinny, but he looks like he's transitioning.
1: But I, I, mean, I don't it, know if that's a a thing or not. And I I don't you know you're a good person. I don't care. But it looks like he's transitioning.
2: Maybe, that was the rumor for years maybe too. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. Maybe he. Ju- I mean, it's not like he's he's ever been a good look. It's never a, been like a macho. Hey, what are you in of War? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, he never came off like, you know, he was never like a manly you know, manly man.
2: Right, know. not like super macho guy.
1: Yeah, he's not like, you know, you Dan Conner here with your <laughs> <laughs> But no, it, it it did look like that. Uh I'm glad some of the fans Because at first, the way fans are, we talk about that, how fans get judged, how you look, going back to hair and everything. People are
2: brutal. But I
1: think overall, I was proud to see a lot of fans saying, hey, I'm glad to see him out. Because he was gone for a while. He seems happy, happy place. To me, that's all that matters. Are you happy? You're not hurting yourself. You're not hurting anybody else. Are you happy? Yeah. So it seems like he and, and Gene have sort of that's uh, awesome yeah no that is awesome and I still like you know even though I'm, I'm younger and I even grow up with KISS like that I am a fan of KISS it's just with mental health being important to me comments like that have upset me and I've always made the joke like it always reminded me of Krusty the Clown where they just sell everything right. you know it's just like KISS is kind of like the Krusty the Clown of rock right you know we have the KISS brand band-aids
2: and you know, they, yeah, yeah they have everything but it's I mean it's always been like that
1: yeah but then like again because i'm jewish so i guess i understand like yeah we sell (laughs) sell sell you know i'm just terrible with money so i'm a bad jew so i guess that that all ties into No, that's 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 fucking amazing but
2: i'm glad to hear that those guys are making amends because you know even if you think it could never be probably a lot of people thought gnr could never reunite and look at them they're getting along great things are going swimmingly
1: yeah no that's that's the thing and i guess to bookend it with the the Adler's appetite because I know, I don't. I'm sure you have a a, a long Sunday ahead of you, and I appreciate you coming down in the studio. I mean, you could have just been—you could have just called me on the toilet if this you wanted to.
2: Next time, now that I now that we're comfortable, <laughs> we'll do a
1: po- maybe because we were talking off the air. Like maybe you want to do a podcast or whatever. Maybe we'll do a podcast while on the toilet. Toilet cast, and it could be after the the, the toilet. <laughs> Someone's someone going to
2: steal what, that idea. Is there a? Um, is there a? Certainly, there's a. Oh, the John cast. It could be like taxicab Confessions, but just on the shitter. Where I only talk to people on the toilet. <laughs> My, I mean the the basic idea that I have is that I want to have guests. I, I want to be able to make them coffee because I'm pretty good at it. Okay. And um, uh, just get them real high on coffee. Okay. And then talk and maybe give people an option. You you we will only speak on, you know one two three. Three subjects. Okay, you have to choose one, and then that's what the entire podcast will be about. The episode, and you so would- maybe it'll be a movie. We'll have to, or a, or an album, or pol- a political subject, maybe. Okay, or maybe keep it light. I don't know. Sure, Ma- you know, maybe it'll be an opera. <laughs> an opera, probably not an opera.
1: Well, if you want, is um, your first? Because you have you ever hosted? A show. I mean, how much radio have you done um, up until now?
2: I've uh, I've only done promotional stuff for the band.
1: I tried looking. I mean, there was when I was you know Googling you and yeah. no. Uh, P tapes come up, no sex tapes, but there were, you know, some print interviews. You, because you're a guitar teacher, you know, uh-huh. you teaching. There was one, but I think it was so long ago the link didn't even work anymore. It's like, you know, Duff and Squires interviewed on this, whatever, and I just clicked and the video wasn't even there. I couldn't. I just wanted to hear like what you sounded like before I got this, right. you know. So I just watched like, you know, your guitar. I mean, want to make I, sure
2: I didn't sound like Horseshack. <laughs> I
1: was watching Welcome Back Connor this
0: morning. <laughs> ooh
2: ooh. <laughs> oh god. You Mr. know me and Duff did a thing here in the city for a competitor's network. I appreciate that. And was, you appreciate saying it like that. <laughs> um Who was the other guest in that day that I met, and I thought he was a dick? (laughs) Uh, I'm having a brain fart right now. Super famous comedian, just got busted for wanking in front of people. Oh,
1: so Louis C.K.? Yeah. Oh, he was a dick to you?
2: He was real funny. Sure. You know, and dry. And he seemed uh, well-informed, but... uh, like many people who again i try to not judge people too much cuz mm-hmm. i'm not deaf but if i'm with deaf and i meet someone there are some people that will treat you like you're less not not approach me as a Equal? hired help oh. you know there are some people that won't treat me like hired help hmm. and then there are some people that just sort of perceive you as a, a you know different <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, like, what's this guy who's all tattooed or whatever?
2: Oh, I don't think that bothered. Maybe it but does. I, I don't I'm mean, just, like, I, again, I don't know him. I'm
1: using that as a flippant example, yeah. but if, like, you seem different, and it's different if you're Duff because you know who that is.
2: Ooh, there, you it. know, mm. there are definitely mm. people who, if you're, if, you're, if you're Duff and you're Mike Squires and you meet someone that neither of you know, clearly and obviously, Duff McKagan is a more interesting person to talk to in that moment. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you treat it. duh. If I met um, Angus Young Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, Jimmy uh, Garden Mm
0: -hmm.
2: (laughs) on the same day, I'd probably be talking to Angus, probably asking him questions. Hey, this and that. But... uh, you can tell. I mean, for
1: example, because yeah. I mentioned before when I interviewed uh, London Hudson, and because London plays drums, unlike his dad. Right. And uh, Nico, the guitarist. And I knew going into the interview.
2: Hey, what about this? Uh-huh. What, if, what if London is the drummer in Adler's Appetite and <laughs> Steven is the singer?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't that be something?
2: Hey, you know him.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't would that that'd be that'd be fucking. That's too outside the box, sir. That's too outside the box. That's um, my specialty. But I went into the interview. I'm like, I can't just ask London and just talk to him the entire time and just ask him a bunch of questions about his dad. Right. I want to find out about this kid. And I, I went back and forth. I usually probably would pose the question first to Nico and then to London and then get, in, uh, you know, had the Chris, the manager, jump on the phone too because it's just respect. So I will say this. You know uh, whether it I mean I don't. You know there's no. I say this uh, half jokingly but kind of serious. Uh, if you ever want to come on, and co-host, and interview Duff, I will. I would talk to both of you equally. <laughs> or I would give you. I would talk to you 60-40 just so he would feel comfortable. You know th- th- that I'm not a, a creep, uh, kind of thing. So I mean, it's always it is different, but I, I get what you're saying, and that's that's unfortunate because I I I've, I've met a, like, unfortunately a lot of celebrities working on radio, and not I haven't met too many jerks. Right, but I mean, when you're, they're here to do an interview. Right. They're not here to take pictures or shake hands or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just, I don't know. You, you can. It, it's, it's difficult when you meet someone you admire and then you're treated like that. And it wasn't like you were just someone off the street and just like, hey man, oh you're were, we you weren't bothering him while he was eating. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah. That. Hey,
2: can I get a picture? Yeah. Hey, will you sign my restaurant napkin? I did that to
1: somebody once. I did that to sucks. uh. Uh, it was when I was a kid, though. Um, right. This will be totally random. Jason Williams, who was uh, he used to play for the New Jersey Nets, mm-hmm. and he was the one that was charged with a manslaughter by accidentally shooting his limo driver. Oof. So this was obviously well before that. I met him. Uh, I saw him. It was on a class trip in Cats uh, Deli, which the the famous Cats yeah, yeah. Deli, which is now shut down. Oh. Uh, he was, What? I think yeah, Cats Deli is is done.
2: No, I just drove by there the other day, are and they, I said to
1: my wife, "Are they renovating it then? Because I thought it was." Or maybe closing next year, I, unless I'm completely making it up. I thought I wasn't. Th- that mm. something's going on. That it's whatever. I, I have the Google. amazing
2: like me and my wife just drove by, and I said, "God, look at that! How long do you think that can last?" This happened last weekend. How long do you think that can last? It's the only single-story building for blocks because hmm. there's nothing above it. But it, it was still open. It was last weekend. I think.
1: Oh, I think it went into new ownership. Okay. Oh, really? Is the owner of a New York's iconic de- a Deli? Oh, right, so it's another one.
2: Good oh. sandwiches. Oh, a yeah. Lot of meat. Good pickles. A Lot of meat. No, I'm oh, trying. Yeah. I'm trying to not eat. So yeah, much I, meat. I had them because I I was in school. Oh, but my Jason friend. Jason Williams.
1: Jason Williams, but oh, uh, you were at Katz's and you were like, hey, sign I mine. I, <laughs> I he had nothing to sign, but it's even better. Uh, because he signed my napkin, and he was really nice about it, and because it was all a bunch of kids, and I was the first one to go. You
2: don't have him sign your cat's number card. That would be a mistake. He
1: signed. Turn that over. He signed my friend's salami sandwich. <laughs>
0: That's gross.
1: <laughs> right. Well, the wrapping, like it wasn't, you know, there's the breading, but it was like wrapping There's got to be a punchline in there, right? Insert punchline there. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he wasn't a pedophile. So it wasn't that kind of a slimy sandwich. But yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if it wasn't like that, but that's, I don't know. Comedians are weird. Comedians are,
2: they're yeah. a different breed uh, as far as, oh,
1: oh my God.
2: there was, yeah, everything. Yeah, comed- funny, funny people are typically a lot of the, they're also the saddest people.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Or, you know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I yeah. Don't know. Well, I am interviewing. Ah, uh, uh, might be this Friday on uh, Jim Florentine. Uh huh. He might be coming on, and I did interview uh, Don Jameson, a great comedian, uh, both from uh, that metal show. Yeah,
2: so he we've met those be... guys. Def has been on that show, and then those guys have come out. They all to our on, shows. Yeah, I think
1: they were all like on that show. Even Axel and DJ Ashbro was
0: even on that show.
1: Yeah. So So, um, well, I'm not going to ask you for. I mean, we took one picture before the show. I wanted to put it up there, but I'll, I'll ask yeah, you man. for another one after and. But uh, I mean, this was awesome. Uh, just to have we're, you, we're
2: already done. I'm yeah. just getting started.
1: <laughs> I mean, we we're talking for almost two hours. Really? Almost. It's like over an hour and a half. We
2: haven't even said anything, have we?
1: Well, um, well, what what am I missing? What like what's uh, anything juicy that we can that's that's missing? Because I we did we talk about we talked about how you got into into loaded, right? If there's a, a, a potential future for loaded, I know you and Duff talked to each other on the, on the toilet. Which is pretty great. Uh, oh, um, your new band? The
2: oh yeah, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not really in a band, but i may, I'm, I've been working on a record for a long time.
1: The Union it's, Gospel. It's right?
2: done. Yeah, the record's done. It is ma- mixed, sequenced, and mastered. We just have to press vinyl. Okay. I call it. It's pretty. Um, uh I wrote all the songs with uh, co-wrote all the songs with this Gal Dija Colantuono um that I've known for a very long time. She's from here, but I know her from Seattle cuz she lived there. Her her mom's a, a a well-known jazz singer and she taught at a music school out there for a while. Okay. So Deja moved there when she was pretty young. Um but she lives here now. Uh, we have these sort of—they're not rock songs in the context of rock music that I've played with Duff, but they're more like um, classic-voiced. But the funny thing is, like now, Nirvana's classic rock. Yeah. So you know, what is classic? Where, even mean? where I come from, classic rock is CCR and. Yeah. Uh, I guess even the cars.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was at a station up in Poughkeepsie that the the program director thought that I have the cars on there because people considered them like New Wave or... I mean, Right. It's so... The whole rock genre is like all... Yeah. So one so giant watercolor stain. What I call it <clears throat>
2: is... We coughed uh, at the
1: same time. What is that about?
2: <clears throat> I call it uh, music for... Fifty-year-old uh, hipsters to fuck to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's like, you know, it's a lot of mid tempos, like, uh, you know.
1: But it's, I think hipster is not like it's not like Portugal the Man or anything like that.
2: No, 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 no. Because a fifty-year-old hipster Wouldn't. doesn't doesn't know what Portugal the Man is.
1: Right. So I'm trying to think, fifty-year-old hipster. I'm not a fifty-year-old. But not Portugal a the
2: Man. Uh, just won a Grammy. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but Grammys, what the fuck does that even mean?
2: I don't know, just but, uh, beat. I
1: mean, it, they still get everything wrong. I just read something that where uh, Mastodon is still upset that they lost the, the Grammy to Tenacious D. I love Tenacious D, but do <laughs> you win a metal Grammy when you're Tenacious D. And it was for, I think, a Dio cover, so it was a cover. It was even, like, a real... Really? Yeah. I mean, I and again, that. I love Tenacious D, but the Grammys are just fucking weird, man. I, I can't. I don't watch yeah. it. It's it's not a place to go for rock any at all. I don't
2: like the 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 Grammy. Any any organization, like I've never been good with groups, mm-hmm. or organizations or anything like that. I'm also sober, and I can't even like me too. Uh, I can't even do AA. I just sort of no. power through it and uh. I've gone the 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 book, good. Good stuff to read in there, but then.
1: Never read the book. My therapist made me go.
2: People, you know, like any other book, people will pick and choose and hyper focus on certain things yes. and then mutate it and turn it into all kinds of things. Anyway, uh, you know, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, this kind of thing, it's, it's kind of cool. I was there, actually, I was there when guns. Here's another story. You were there when guns? Yeah. So loaded, we did a you know we did a Duff book reading event at the Hard Rock maybe okay something there in Cleveland okay and then the next day was the the Hall of Fame induction so uh, Jeff Rouse and I stuck around and Jeff teched for Duff I teched for Gilby okay Um, they and then Martin. Fevier, our our loving companion, sound guy and recording engineer, um, did sound.
0: Ooh, yeah.
2: So,
1: <clears throat> so you were like in in essence part of the performance. You know, you, you for have, sure. But this is where right. it gets
2: funny. Okay, fucking. And thank God Gilby is so easygoing and cool because I really did a shit job. <laughs> okay, but there were also some circumstances. So. We sound-checked the night before. It was so awesome to be there because um, Matt and Steven both were there. Mm-hmm. You know, ev- everyone was there. Other than Axel. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was cool, you know. And they just they jammed and they played songs. And, uh, and then next day, sound-check in the morning. Everything went great. Um, and then, you know... The way the the shows get chopped up and edited, probably much like this, hopefully like this. Hopefully (laughs) I've run my mouth so many different ways that... um, Welcome to my world. Yeah. So uh, the way those shows are edited together, it seems like super quick and seamless. And for the most part, a lot of it is. But, um, you know, there are also some awkward moments in there and there's like... Yeah, there are long pauses. Yeah,
1: no, I'll, I'll tighten things up, you know, just to make it sound... Uh, uh, a, no, good I mean at the, at, the, at the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: so Green Day is, they, they do the, the, the introduction, okay. right? Okay. And at that at that point, we're all, like, throwing out the, um, you know, you can't make sound. It's a quiet stage. But you're throwing out the, uh, the pedal boards, making sure the guitars are in tune. You're there. God, I played... I played two Zemitis guitars that weekend, which was amazing because these are famed guitars. Gilby's got one. Um, and then Jeff Wood – uh no, Ronnie Wood <laughs> is there. And he's got his because the faces were – and I played right. them both. Weird guitar – anyway, weird guitars. I don't even like them. Hmm. Beautiful. But, uh, so uh, put the pedal boards out. Tune it up. Everything's good. Um, go back They're they're, you know, they're finishing up their speeches. Of course, um, Gilby's not given a speech, right? Mm-hmm. I hit the standby on his amp and it blows up <laughs> and this, and it was like, a, a I think it was like a seventies Marshall JMP. It was a beautiful sounding amp. Great. We had it all dialed in. Um, it sounded so good. We didn't bother dialing in the backup. We didn't bother. Mm. We we're just like oh whatever. The yeah. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Who cares? This thing's great. So, um, I'm scrambling. And th- so if you w- if you go back and watch, you can see a- as they go to start playing, Gilby's back at the amp like finger fucking the dials. <laughs> and um that's because the amp blew up. So then, wow. Uh Gilby went to go play and uh the output on his <laughs> on his tube screamer was turned all the way down so when they went to start playing no sound came oh. i just Ooh. uh at
1: least it wasn't as bad as metallica at the grammys with the lady gaga when he it was, was really nice about nice it. about it. he could have yeah i mean if it
2: would have been me and it, yeah. that would have happened i would have been fucking pissed
1: were you how did you feel were you embarrassed did you laugh it off were you whoa
2: you well, how sweating do you, f- bullets how do you feel in a situation it's not like you know, we were doing those guys you know we weren't being paid or anything it, you know we were just there i was stoked because like uh the beastie boys were being in, inducted yeah, also yeah, and yeah. chuck d was there yeah I mean. that that by the way, that's the single greatest regret of my life. I had a, an opportunity to meet Chuck D mm. and didn't.
1: Next time. You never know. Next time. Next time. Uh, uh, I really it'll screwed. be a, a loaded in Prophets of Rage uh, dual headlining tour. You that know. would be awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. You never know. But yeah, I really screwed Gilby over. <laughs> Sorry, Gilby. I'm sure he forgives you wherever he is. The funny thing is, is a year later, he called me up out of the blue and said, hey, uh, I'm playing a show, and, I, and, and it happened to be on my birthday. Hmm. I'm playing a show. Um, would you guitar tech for the show? I was like, <laughs> really? Do you want me to mess you up again? <laughs> like, I don't know if you remember, <laughs> but I kind of screwed you over. He's like, That's great. oh, you know. Oh, it's, you know. Oh, it's it, it'll be fine. Well, you probably won't even have to hand me another. I just play one guitar, but just in case. Okay. I mean, I didn't. I went and and did the gig with him. I didn't actually do anything. <laughs> I just kind of hung out. Right on. I
1: like that. So I'm, I'm glad uh, I got that story uh, out of you. I'm sure there. That's too funny. <laughs> 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 so, uh, Mike Squires, excuse me. I was getting a little too formal. Squires, uh, this has been. Uh, an absolute pleasure. Uh, the invitation is always open to come back if you want to just to talk, to update us on what's going on with the Union Gospel. Um, if there's anything, of course, it was loaded. Obviously, if you want to be my guest co-host, you can go to the other chair and we could talk to somebody. You know, whether it's Duff or Gilby or someone that's you know local. I don't. It doesn't matter just because you're, you know, you seem like a fun radio guy that has more stories to tell. Um, the invitation is always open, and we have to talk anyway because you we, you might be making uh, a new theme song for this uh, podcast.
2: Yeah, I'm May- super into
1: it. Yeah, you're okay. So it's okay that I said that. Yeah. Okay, because I, I I have to. I, if people have been listening, I've been <clears> butchering <throat> the uh, the beginning and because I had to change it because my my co-host had left and then I've just been lazy trying to get my voiceover uh, friend to come in and redo it. Um. So I just wanna. I don't know. Like at that '70s show, like how cheap trick was to that '70s show. I would like uh, Squires be to the the AFD show. Yeah. That'd, that'd, that'd be pretty rad.
2: <clears throat> so. What vibe do you want? I
1: want you, whatever you vibe you feel from this conversation, I mean, I don't know if, I don't I, I don't want you to make any bald references in the... Uh... <laughs>
2: so, uh, they'll be instrumental. You know, I'm writing a theme song for Jeff Rouse also. Okay. Because the only reason I
1: got this idea because you posted it on your Facebook, and it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, and I should ask, uh, if fans to keep up with you and contact, the best is, is well, other than my Twitter handle, Brando. yours is amazing
2: I do you know I love Belle
1: Biv DeVoe Who doesn't
2: po- That girl's Poisonous. poison I recorded a, a a cover of that song I would love to hear that It's, uh, sensitive. <laughs> it's a sensitive It's a sensitive cover Okay yeah, it's amazing Okay I mean it's it's not amazing but it's amazingly okay. ridiculous Okay you, but
1: your Twitter is at @insert fart noise Right, I can't believe that wasn't taken. So that's brilliant. So is that the best way for fans
2: to keep in contact <laughs> c- with you? I can't believe it wasn't taken. I know. <laughs> um, so so insert fart noise was my number one. Uh, it, like any time there that I wanted to make a comment on something that, where I just wish that I could be in the room during a. Con- you know, you see those people commenting and message boards or whatever, and I would just type parentheses insert fart noise where <laughs> where you just kind of wish you could be in the room and just be like <laughs> just loud enough for everyone to hear but not too loud mm, just right yeah the goldilocks fart exactly <laughs> exactly uh and so that's how i ended up with that name i probably would have changed it by now except that i'm verified uh yeah and
1: you don't want to change that
2: the hilarious and i don't even know how it happened i don't know how it happened or why it happened or what it means necessarily it means like you are who you say you are and i think it also means you're important
1: i guess i don't have a check
2: but here's the thing i was i was uh, verified whatever when i had about 150 followers which is hilarious to me and i i have over a thousand come on and and uh, a radio friend of mine actually commented on that, like, ha, 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 you're verified. And, and I didn't know that I was verified or what it meant. <laughs> and that's when I found out about it. That's, uh, that was... I'm jealous. 10 years ago.
1: Jeez. You've been uh, verified Twitter, uh, I don't know what the, what the word is. Or ni- or, uh, you know, whatever, uh, nine years ago? Yeah. Look at, you are important, Squires. Look at oh, you. you. So... So important. Louis C.K. if he would he would have treated you better if he knew
2: you were Twitter verified. Well maybe he would have masturbated and told you. <laughs> That'd be a real story to tell. That been... <laughs> um Jesus. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Brando, like a lot of my conversations that I end on the phone. <laughs> yes. I would like to end like this.
1: That's how I do it too. Uh awkward. I, and inappropriate.
2: Uh, I'm I'm um, I'm I'm really busy and very important. I, g- I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: got
2: I gotta
1: go. I, gotta go. I got I'm so, r- really busy. I gotta go. I got you, Squires. This has been uh, awesome. <laughs> you are always welcome back. I I can't wait to to hear what you come up with for uh, a theme song.
2: You know, if if you're having a disagreement with someone while you're ha- just call me, mm-hmm. and I'll settle it.
1: Like what? What you'll just call and make a fart noise?
2: No, I'll just uh, I can be like. Uh, life coach slash mediator on subjects uh uh, on your podcast
1: yeah absolutely you have a
2: A voice of unreason
1: (laughs) your hair um, is too good like i you are welcome just for your hair and your and all of that as you're saying that i'm still like staring at it i'm upset
2: and my hair yeah really
1: yeah you're always welcome back even though i'm jealous
2: of my hair yeah no i
1: i've given up though dude Uh, no honestly girls like bald heads i wish i knew so if Axel, if it's not real, you should you should shave it.
2: Yeah, that's that's true.
1: But if you do have a beautiful head of hair like yours, don't shave it. But if you're losing <laughs> it, just shave it. Like like uh, I will just like Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels, it, it needs to stop. Yeah, he's
2: he, he doesn't have hair under there, huh?
1: No, it's a weave. And even when he <laughs> when he had that, uh, that oh, I shouldn't laugh because he was seriously hurt. But uh, there was a piece of the stage that like hit him. Oh, it was like a couple years ago, and then you see a picture of him in the hospital room with the bandana. I'm like, come on, man!
2: Really, in the hospital?
1: Yeah, he was in the hospital room, and he's had the bandana on. Like, he on.
2: saw someone bust out the phone, and he was like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on."
1: Maybe, maybe. So, Oof. so as we deal, of course, with the Gen art world, a lot of the hair metal bands no longer have hair. Uh, just come on, like be like me. It took me a long time to accept it.
2: Vanity is a, a weird thing.
1: hmm People is a-
2: put a lot of value in how they look, which is
1: why I'm focusing less on that and more on, you know, uh, mental health and. And uh, therapy yeah, and all man. that fun stuff and Guns and Roses and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the deal.
1: <laughs> I always—it's funny. I always looked at, you know, everything full circle. You know, I identified, of course, with Axel's anger, but I always saw so, like Duff. I'm like, he just seems like such a positive person and such a good person. I, I and you know, and I identified because he had his struggles, but where he is now, where he seems to be now, I'm like, he seems like someone you really should look up to. Who's really a role model. That's how I look at him. He's a role model.
2: He really is, and that, and it's. I think there. He's he's an amazing human.
1: The way he talks about his family, getting involved, how healthy he is, and
2: uh, his life has completely changed. For sure, in a great way. I mean, he doesn't like he doesn't cuss at home in front of his. No, that's
1: fine. You know.
2: I was thinking about that the other day because mm. I got chastised by my father-in-law for using cuss words on social media. Mm. Um, on social media, <laughs> yeah.
1: wow. Well, my dad did get mad at me for that once, but. You know.
2: um, and I understand. I understand what he's saying, but I I just don't care enough.
1: Oh, what what was the word you used? Did you say "see you next Tuesday" or was it just "fuck"?
2: Oh, I don't
1: know. All right. Well, we don't you know. need to.
2: I don't. I
1: don't even know. Well,
2: but. but but I understand, you know, uh, it's not that I don't understand what uh, what he's saying. There was one other person, older, and he, this guy was older as well. It's not that I don't understand what those guys are saying. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent.
0: We've already You done can that.
2: edit that out. We've
1: already done that. <laughs> I would that edit this out. entire show out if it wasn't a tangent. Duff
2: is, is amazing and uh, probably one of the more inspiring people I've ever known in my life, for sure. Cool. Because growing up, you know, before I met him, the last thing in my mind— You know, the way I always remembered him was on the American Music Awards. Mm. Blasted up on TV, cussing. Mm -hmm. And so that was sort of how I imagined who he was. There was no internet. There was no, you know, there was MTV. But, there you know, even when I think that there maybe was a Cribs thing or maybe that he was on. Anyway, he was just always kind of drunk and lighthearted and a little bit goofy. Right. Um you know, then I met him and started playing with him. He's such an at ease guy that 99% of the time you forget, oh, this guy's, this guy's that guy from the Guns N' Roses band. Because you're just hanging out and having a good time. Mm. Having some laughs, talking about important stuff, not important stuff, dumb stuff, whatever. Stuff. See, that's great. Because
1: there are so many bands that form that it's just a band and that's a part of it. He could have made that like, just a part of his life. But now that it could have been like just a moment in his life, you know, this band Loaded or, right. you know, you. Or a lot, could have gotten different guitar players because he, you know, it's Duff McKagan's Loaded. But he, you guys the, became friends through the that. The cool it's, thing about just...
2: Loaded is Loaded is a band. And And right. uh, we all write songs for the band. Mm-hmm. We operate, you know... Fairly democratically, although, you know, if – Duff's got to sing. Duff's got to front the band. So, you know, if he has an opinion about a thing, like, it's usually the the final opinion. Sure. Although he – I I can't think of a single time where he has disagreed with anyone to the degree where he would absolutely put the kibosh on something. Like, somebody. no, this is my
1: decision, no. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just not that kind of dude, you know. But me there are plenty but, of hmm. bands that are – you know, like a guy goes and makes a record, then he gets a band, and it's like I think Thirty Seconds from Mars is probably kind of like that. Mm. You know, It's he, just, probably dude has his own. I mean, they're uh, they operate on a different level, but I think dude probably has his own bus. Probably doesn't even probably doesn't know his bass player's name. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe he does. I I'm I speculating. Just, yeah, I only
1: know, of course, Jared Leto, and I don't, I don't even know the other members' name, so I don't. I don't know. Right. Thirty. I mean.
2: I'm Did he clone of... himself and just like? It's just a bunch of he's... Jared Leto's. Because he's so pretty and talented. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Jared Leto, I would just clone myself and I would have a band of Jareds. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's your next cover band. We you should we take
2: the subway to the gig.
1: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that should be your next cover band.
2: Band of Jareds. Yeah, thirty. Thirty just, Jareds to Mars. Thirty piece. He would be. He would have like a horn section and a string section.
1: And I just got your Jared Fogle reference. I just got it. <laughs> yeah. She says, "How did Jared Jewelers not change their name after that?"
2: I don't know. But did Jared get in trouble? Did the subway guy? Yeah.
1: What are you talking about? He's a pedophile. He's in jail. He. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's a fucking like rapist pedophile.
2: I just thought about that the other day because I asked a friend of mine. um, if you were in the White House and you could have any fast food restaurant <laughs> installed in there, <laughs> okay. which one would it be? And he said, oh, definitely Taco Time, which is a Northwest— side. Oh, I don't know Taco Time. Taco Time is a killer Northwest okay. fast food spot. I think for me
1: it would either be Popeye's or Nathan's.
2: And I had to, I had to break it down and say, yeah, I think I'd probably go with um, Chipotle. I know that that <laughs> seems like very now. You better get a good bathroom. <laughs> But I think they do a good job, and they have some good. They do, they options. do, they do.
1: I'm just thinking like the South Park. with the, you ever see the South Park episode with no. Chipotle away? No. <laughs> it was uh Billy Mays, because the now deceased Billy. Remember uh, the ad pitch man, Billy Mays? He always did the laundry detergent or whatever. Right. So Cartman was. I don't know, he was, like, obsessed with Chipotle and Billy Mays, uh, and and Billy Mays on it was, like, selling uh, Chipotle away, Mm -hmm. which is, like, Febreze for your bloody underwear after you would (laughs) shit blood after eating Chipotle. (laughs) Hey,
0: even South Park
1: makes references. You know, uh, we make South Park references on this show because it all ties in.
0: But then who was the guitar player for Guns N' Roses? One of our parents.
1: (laughs) It all ties in. It all ties in somehow, somehow.
0: Uh,
1: Amazing. So I got to take... I, I thank you for these picks. This is really, cool. you know, for, yeah, man. these gifts, very cool. Uh, and obviously, again, you're always welcome back. But to, I, to cap like I said before, so the best ways for fans to keep in contact with you is Twitter. Yeah, uh, Twitter,
2: Facebook. I'm on all the things, Twitter and the Facebook. I'm and always hesitant Instagram. to
1: say. Well, I'm always hesitant to say Facebook because usually sometimes it's you don't, you don't have a, uh, a fan profile. It's just your main, yeah. main, main one.
2: you know, for a minute I tried to have two because. Uh, even my like little taste of creepy fandom that showed up, uh, I just blocked that person. Sure. You know?
1: Right, because C- for me sometimes it's weird when I have a radio um, you know, friend or someone who knows me from the radio commenting and the same one like, as a childhood friend on my same Facebook. Some- sometimes that, that could be weird for people. Right. So I'd rather at least, Ask you and said like, hey, let's just go to Mike Squires' Facebook. Everyone go there and you know re- send them farm requests. <laughs> That's still a thing.
2: Well, yeah, whatever is fine. I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I respond to most messages that I get in case unless they're dumb like, hi, how are you, <laughs> or it's a clearly a Russian bride thing. Right. Or what, right. You know. Sure. You you can just decline those friend requests. Sure. Sure.
1: Okay. Because as I mean, you saw even when you shared. Um, you know the our upcoming interview, just a ton of comments and got a, a ton of shares. That doesn't always happen, you know. I mean, my, my episodes are well received, but
2: I'm really busy and very important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you. So um, mm. when you're not busy next time, if it's obviously if it's convenient for you to come down here, I would love to you know hang out with you again. But if you want... you just
2: fucked up, man. I am unemployed right now and I am never busy. So I'm gonna be here. <laughs> All the time? I'm going to be getting you coffee. I'm going to be like... (laughs) Hey,
1: if you follow the AFD, if if there's ever a guest, hey, I'm having this person on, and you're like, you know what? I want to jump on that that conversation, too. Do
2: it. I'm going to take your job, actually. I don't get paid for this, so (laughs) take it. (laughs) Wait, I already have that job.
1: Who knows? Maybe this will be the uh, appetite for distortion with Brando and Squires. You never know. I have a better chance of getting... uh, well, the sponsors with you, so I'm using you.
2: Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Guess again. I use curse words on social media. <laughs>
1: so do I. <laughs> it's
2: fine. Mm-hmm.
1: It's fine. So, does um, any? Unless you have any parting words, this will wrap up uh, episode fifty-two.
2: I got. uh I got nothing for you, man. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's Thanks fine.
1: for having me. Yeah, no, this has uh, been an absolute pleasure. So, as far as the. Uh, the next episode is concerned of the AFD show. I mean, we have plenty of guests uh, do lined up. We're going to speak to uh, Jack and Lou, uh, G&R's first um, uh, photographer. Went to mm-hmm. fair, uh, yeah, Fairfax High School with all of them. We're going to speak to uh, Tommy Hollinson, who uh, is a very famous uh, painter who mm-hmm. uh, slashes a client. Elton John is a client, and he paints with his wheelchair uh-huh. with tires. Oh, uh, wow. Again, we're supposed to follow up with uh, Roberta Freeman. Um, I got in contact with uh, Eric. Eric Valentine. So I mean, there's a lot of people. Uh, I'm still supposed to, you know, I, I can't do the, I can't book too far in advance because it gets too crazy. Because I only try maybe once a week. I can do these.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, if I ever get paid for it, I'll I can be able to do more. But uh, if you ever if you ever see me on my regular Facebook or in the AFD, it's like you know what I want to join in, in that conversation invitation's always open
2: probably just going to be a fart or a dick joke
1: <laughs> it's, that's fine by it's me kind of my that's forte. fine by me and I guess we'll you know it's
0: pretty uh, radical it's <laughs> pretty radical
1: so that is it for the uh, episode 52 of the AFD show so when will you see in the next episode well in the words of Axl Rose concerning Chinese democracy I don't know if as soon as the word but you'll see it
2: <laughs>
0: you've been listening to the distorted minds of Appetite for Distortion
2: Follow the guys on Twitter at The AFD Show and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The AFD Show. No! No! Yeah!
0: Thanks to the lame ass security, I'm going home.